Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, everyone. I'm sorry to do this, but I am quite sick this week. Um, I'm waiting on my COVID test results. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Maybe I don't have it. Maybe I do, but I feel like shit. I can't record a new episode, so I am going to play, run, I don't know what the word is. We're going to run this episode I did with Princess back in, I think, January on the show Cheer. I thought it was a great, fun episode. I know Cheer's been off off the radar for, you know, six months now, but a lot of people didn't get to hear it because it was on the Solid Listen Patreon. Uh, so enjoy, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, guys. <laughs> okay, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hi guys, welcome back to a bonus episode. It's been a while since I've done one, but thankfully my dear friend Princess, hi Princess. Hi. Kind of was like, are you doing a bonus episode on cheer? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I guess I'm doing a bonus episode on cheer. She's like, great, can I be on the bonus episode about cheer? And I was like, yeah, you can be on the bonus. I was like, yeah, let's do that. Um, Because I wanted to talk about cheer, but like there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but then when it actually comes down to like sitting down and recording and making an episode about it, like I don't Mm -hmm. do it. Well, you know that my motive, I had ulterior motives. I was like, I am totally going to do an episode about cheer. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, Liz is going to do one. And it's going to be better than mine because Liz Liz is like, she knows so much. She knows about cheerleading. She gives a fuck about things. I feel like she comes prepared and shit. I was like, no, I can't. I can't compete with that shit. Um, Let me go see if she's doing one and I'll just hop on that and I'll, you know, ride her coattails to the top. Yeah, I was listening to your episode this morning in that particular part. I was in Wegmans, like the grocery store, and I was laughing. And I was like, that bitch. But she's yeah, right. I, she's right. I was at she's Texas right. Roadhouse eating rolls, going, <laughs> plotting on this shit. I was like, I got to I gotta make sure that Liz isn't going to do one because I can't compete with that. So, yeah, cheer. I guess a little – I think, I like, I got on cheer day one. Um, yeah. Like you said, I was probably one of the first people on a lot of your timelines that was like, I love cheer. Um, mm-hmm. I think what happened was it came out thir- like last Thursday. I know the state was the ninth because I have a whole story behind this. Um, I left work early that day because I was sick. And so I like kind of saw people talking about it and was like in a perfect position to start watching it, you know? And so I see something about cheer. I, just for a little background, I did cheerleading when I was in seventh or I guess I was in eighth grade. So I've always, I did gymnastics when I was little, just not that seriously because I got asked to join the team. And then my mom found out how many times she was going to have to drive Mm. me to practice and said I couldn't kill the gymnastics (laughs) team, which fair enough, honestly, fair enough. Who has time? Who has the time? Nobody. Like they, I was princess. I was in like first grade, and like she's gonna have to come four days a week. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Some of my kids want to do gymnastics and cheer, and like far be it from me to be like, I'm not gonna like you know, I'm not gonna like uh, support like your interest in things, Mm -hmm. but like the type of sports that mostly girls get involved in are very different from this type of sports that mostly boys yeah. get involved in and they cost a lot of money a lot of money right you have to go multiple times a week 
There's um, also a lot of sh- like, especially gymnastics now. Like, I don't know if I would let my kid get into gymnastics after all the use stuff. But Costumes? well, my best friend is like going through this with she went like she was talking about horseback riding with her daughter. And I was oh, like, girl. don't put her in horseback riding. It's <laughs> like you can't afford horseback riding. And she was like laughing. I was like, yeah, you can't. And she's like, well, we do want to send her to some like day camp that has horseback riding as an option there. I was like, yeah, she because I did that. But I was like. You can't, you can't ever go to a bar. <laughs> and like, if you are you out of your mind? Because once she wants, once she's like sees it and wants to do it, then you're the asshole that yeah. has to be like, we can't do this. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so and also like I now that I'm a daughter, like totally get it. I was also doing soccer and dance. You know what I mean? It was like if I did yeah. gymnastics, it would have just been gymnastics. Like there would have been nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. so I did gymnastics as a kid, I did dance as a kid, I was always flexible and good at gymnastics and that type of thing but not like seriously then i saw the movie bring it on which like really what literally was life-changing to me me and my best friend as a child stephanie would watch bring it on like just on repeat you know like you know as a kid when i mean kids still do it but like we'd have the vhs and we would just start it over once it ended and memorize all the dances and then her neighbor was doing what was called all-star cheer it still is her neighbor was in an all-star cheer team so we both tried out and I did it for about six months, but then kind of like gymnastics, um, I did it over the summer. I really loved it. I was pretty good at it. I mean, we weren't like a serious great team, but I was pretty good at like what I was doing. But then um, I wanted to like play field hockey and do other stuff. And it was the same. It was like four days a week. It was super expensive, like super expensive. And mm-hmm. my it was either like, well, I can do field hockey, which has practice every day after school and I can be with my school friends and then I can play basketball in the winter or I can do cheer. And yeah. so I decided to stop doing cheer because I just, and it was too if much. You're, if you're doing school sports, you can just leave school and go to the sport. No one has to drive you there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all. And well, it's, my parents, even I took the train. Oh, that's I could right. walk from my school down to the train. So I would take the train home from field hockey practice. So my parents only had to pick me up from the train station, which was close to our house. Like yeah. there was, as opposed to driving us back, both back and forth. And like, when I say expensive, like you had to pay dues to the gym every mm-hmm. month, like in the hundreds, like not yep. like probably like 150 or $200 a month, like not cheap. And then all the competitions you have to pay to enter your mm-hmm. uniforms, like as opposed to school where you just show up. All the trips that they go on, where they're like, "We're gonna do, we're gonna do a morale trip to Disney." <laughs> You're like, "What? <laughs> Are you?" So we did do a lot of fundraising, um, yeah. and we had girls on our team that definitely like couldn't afford to do. Like, I think our team wasn't like super wealthy, but mm-hmm. and it was pretty diverse. And but so they did a lot of fundraising, but it definitely like to have the sneakers and. I mean, and this is back in like the early 2000s to have, we got um, like little clip-in weaves for the ring curls. Like, so yeah, I did cheerleading. I liked cheerleading. It just wasn't anything I was like passionate about. So I didn't stick with it. Um, So I've always liked cheerleading and I like to watch cheerleading stuff. And then I was really into this YouTube show called cheerleaders which is still going on it's on season like nine it's on awesomeness tv youtube channel i don't even fucking know how i found it but i found it and i watched like there are like 11 or 12 minute episodes i watched like four or five seasons of that and i loved that and this was like four years ago maybe 
So it was like kind of re-upped, you know, on the world of cheer. And I like got into watching it again. I used to always watch it when it was on ESPN. Um, I got in, I was like following it a little bit and then I kind of fell off. And then I saw a bunch of people tweeting about the show cheer. And so I turned it on and at first I was like, this is kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing, just like all of it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of like a dark and gritty. Even the way they shot it. Yeah. The way they shot it is like, this is, I don't know. I just feel like the stuff we usually see about cheerleaders is a little more upbeat and this is not. Way more upbeat. Like even the cheerleader show on YouTube, like it's, I mean, well lit. Like it's not like a dark, gritty expose. And like, it's positive, even though we're like, we're watching some of the same trials and tribulations that are mm-hmm. on cheer. And I was like, oh, wow. I wonder like, I wonder if any of the cheerleaders are on this. And then I was like, oh, there's Gabby Butler, who was the star of cheerleaders. So I was like, oh, cool. Like Gabby's on here. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to acknowledge cheerleaders, which they do quickly. And then I was like pretty hooked pretty quickly. Yeah. I just got to say, Netflix is doing really great things with these docuseries. Yeah. Um, The girls behind bar stuff is really great. Like the the juvenile delinquent, not delinquent, the juvenile jail. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, it what was it? Girls behind. Was that what it was called? I think Girls it's called Girls Bars. Behind Bars. It was really good. I agree. Uh, two seasons. Like this is some like they're they're like on to something because this is supremely watchable. I don't mm-hmm. have the background in cheerleading that you do. I was never no, but a cheerleader. You definitely didn't need it. They did. A I didn't need it. I just like put on like two episodes and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I mean, Liz is talking about it, but I'll like, whatever. I'm folding laundry. And I was like, I'm not going to watch this. And then like two seconds later, I was like, if Jerry doesn't make Matt, I quit this shit because this is bullshit. (laughs) And I like, I have a work friend who I didn't even, who didn't even watch it. And I just gave her like an outline of what happened. And she's like, that's not fair to Jerry. And I was like, yeah, it is. Like, it was, it was, it was very mesmerizing to me. And yeah. the darkness is what probably brought me into it because I can't stand unrelenting, like cheerful shit. And that's probably why I'm not like super into uh, cheerleaders. But I, I like the idea that like there's some dark shit underneath this, mm-hmm. and let's find out what it is. Like, yeah, that's what got me. I just think in general, it was like a super well done show. I agree. The docuseries, like having like four or five episodes about something that's not true crime, because like, not that I hate true crime, but like, it's oversaturated. Enough, enough. Like, like I, I like true crime. I've actually liked true crime forever. My mom really likes true crime. So we watched a lot of true crime stuff growing up and watched a lot of Law and Order and that type of stuff. Me too. Um, and we just found out our parent, our moms have the same name. <laughs> yeah we're kindred spirits yeah but so it's definitely like i yeah i like the docuseries especially stuff that's not about crime like just like to have this was you know i love an underdog story love it even though i wouldn't say this this was an interesting because it was like a top dog with underdog elements sure i i love a story that like i'm really interested in why people do things and Mm -hmm that are very different from me. So like if they were following firefighters for a couple of weeks, I would be like, Oh, I'll watch That'd this. Be a good docuseries actually. Yeah. And like talking about the racism and sexism mm-hmm. within, like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I would totally watch that. I love like a slice of life type shit. And this was like that, but it was also like, we got some shit to show you. And also there's some people you're going to fall in love with. And, yeah. yeah. 
So should we just like talk about the characters? Do you think that's the best way to do this? Yeah, I think we should go and talk about the characters because I think that'll let us cover everything. I agree because, I mean, I didn't take notes. Like I just watched it and I've been like following online. Of course, immediately I like went and found everyone's social media. Sure. And have been following online and they're like all over my TikTok now. So Mm. I'm seeing them on TikTok. But let's start with Monica. Sure. Are we going to talk about Monica or Annette? Which one do you want to talk about? I thought that was a bizarre name for like an alter, an angry alter ego. Yeah. And it was weird the way they brought it out because they did it at the end of one episode. And then the next episode, she's being a bitch, but she's not being much more of a bitch than she was already being. Yeah. So I was like, is this Annette? I thought you guys were scared of Annette and she does wild things. What? What is this? <laughs> So I thought Monica got a very fair edit. Um, I thought they did a good job showing that she is a good coach. She's like revived by her athletes, but like she's not perfect. And I think that Monica really represents cheerleading as a sport will in that um, there's almost no safety regulations. Right. Uh, there is really like a win at all cost mentality, no matter the damage it does. There is just like a really unsafe environment. Um, I saw a lot of people being like, I hated Monica because she didn't uh, like, she didn't care about the safety of her athletes. And my argument would be that I agree. She didn't really seem to care about the safety of her athletes, but I think that in a way it was good that they showed that because that's like the truth of cheerleading that an important thing to remember is that like there's not really a governing body in cheerleading there's the nca there's the uta but it's not like football or you know like it's not like you're not playing for schools usually um the school teams in college are not ncaa covered because this is not an ncaa sport so they don't have the same safety regulations. They don't have the same money being poured into it. They don't have the same doctors. And it's just, it's a, first of all, a very dangerous sport. And second of all, a sport that really has very little, like, over, like, very little, like, overseers, basically. Sure. Um, and I also would say that, so all, I, I feel like, People who are saying that don't don't like have a lot of involvement in competitive sports at all because I feel like most coaches are like that. And I'm not yeah. saying that they're like I don't know. I'm not saying this is varsity blues or anything, okay? I'm not saying that. But I don't want your laugh. <laughs> but, oh my god, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> but but I I am saying that I I'm uh, I think a lot of coaches push their athletes to a point that verges on on like abuse, on being dangerous. Yeah, and, agreed. And I absolutely agreed. And so, like, I like okay. Also, so I'm not a sports person, but wait, uh, sports are also like quite dangerous. Like a sport like cheerleading or football, or you know, like they're dangerous, super dangerous. My, um, my brothers were all, um, athletes and college athletes. And one of my brothers played professional football for a while. And like that stuff that was happening is too super normal, like Mm -hmm. super normal for them to be like, okay, go to the ER, 
cute. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just being like, so you got to go to the ER, huh? <sighs> like, and, and, and so, like, I wasn't surprised by her at all in that way. Mm-hmm. I also, like, I don't know what people think cheerleading coaches are like, but Monica seems like, like, like the archetype for one. Yeah. I will say that I think, um, I worry about a coach that's loved that much. Oh, yeah. Because they'll do anything for you. Case yeah. in point, Morgan, who I was afraid was going to yeah. die at the end. Yeah. So. Also, okay. So I don't know how much everybody, you, Princess, and listeners know about gymnastics and everything that happened in professional gymnastics. I know. And if you listen to like the 2014 and 2016 Olympic teams talk about Marta, the coach. Mm-hmm. We love Marta. The 2016 called themselves the final five because we're Marta's, we're the last five that Marta's ever going to have. Well, <laughs> that definitely ended up being true, but because only four are going to go to the next. So we're Marta's final five. If Marta wants us to, we love Marta. We love Marta. Yep. We love Marta. Marta and Bella Caroli, like I will oh, die God. for Marta and Bella. Anything that you want us to do when they're talking in interviews. And then it comes out like, oh, surprise. I mean, well, Dominique Mucciano told us this like fucking 15 years ago and everyone's like, mm, we don't really care. But when all the Larry Nassar stuff came out and uh, people like Simone Biles and Allie Ramson started speaking up about the Carolis and how abusive Marta was and how mm-hmm. toxic their ranch was and why that had to be shut down. And, but you know what, like in 2017, Simone's like, Marta is an abuser. I will not go to the ranch ever again. So USAG had to shut the ranch down and fire Marta essentially. And like, but in 2016, you're in it, you know? And so you're yeah. like, I love her more than anything. Yeah. And the way that conditioning works is that like if you're broken down to the, and you're like, this person is the only person that's keeping me, you know, that's, that's making sure I am safe. This person's the only person that's going to make mm-hmm. sure I win. This person's the only person that understands what I'm going to. Cause why would my parents understand what I'm going through? They yeah. don't do this. They yeah. and, like, and so it is kind of like being in a cult. It really yeah, is very much. She's a very, like, she's a charismatic cult leader in a way. Yeah. A lot. And I saw a lot of stuff that I was like, and so, so this is why I don't do sports. Also, mm-hmm. because I don't want to run anywhere. But <laughs> like, if somebody were chasing me, I'd just be like, "All right, you got me." I'm not running. Like, you just have to kill me, or like, so, we'll have to fight here. Stas, who uh, has been on this podcast before, yep. my friend Anastasia, who I love, really, I thought had a great comparison. She was like, you know, I. She's like, it's a lot like my sorority, and that when mm. I look back, I'm like, why did I do any of that? Right. Like that was all stupid. Like yeah. we were like running ourselves ragged to prepare for some bullshit that has no meaning whatsoever. Doesn't and I like would work, work myself up into these tizzies and like, but in the moment it was like the most important thing in the fucking world. And now I look back and like, why did I even do that? Like, why was I even belonging to that? That's a great and analogy. A great, I was like, it is like a sorority. Oh, for sure. Which is why I think, people that haven't done team sports but especially cheer um is unlike a lot of other teams like female team sports i think because of the well i guess travel team sports are like this but different than like a regular high school team sport just because of the immense amount of time and traveling that you're doing with these people and you're removed from a school element so you all get to be 
I don't know. It was like this in my youth group in high school, this Jewish youth group I did that like when you do something that's outside of school, you get to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets to be like this person that's different from who they are at school. And you yeah. feel like you're your truer self in this like school removed thing. And it just creates this environment that you're like so die hard about because it's like different than like the person that you're assigned to at school. Yeah. I also, when I was watching this, I was like, I understand Mac McKee a lot better. Like, yeah. Think about how unrelentingly cheerful she is about things and how like, like when they're talking about pushing through things, I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds like, yeah. So I totally understand how Mac McKee got involved in cheerleading and like, yeah, all, all that stuff is very familiar. So Monica, like I said, I thought it was a good portrayal. Um, I would have been interested in maybe hearing from a former athlete who looks back at her time and is like, why did we do any of this? Like, yeah, I think that would have been an interesting, maybe just a little bit of challenge to like the Monica is our mother uh, narrative, because I think that like, it would like, it just would have been interesting to hear from somebody that was like, yeah, it was good, but actually Monica pushed it's too hard. Cheerleading's not really safe. And like we worshiped her, but now that I've been away from it for a little bit, I kind of questioned some of the tactics that she used and was this all worth it? I think we could have benefited from a, like a, just like a little bit of pushback on like St. Monica. All right. I also would have loved someone to come back. Like, so they have a lot of alumni come through yeah. throughout the series. I would have loved someone that to That hand be like, of our mustache guy. Oh my God. I was like, he was what? Gonna, he was a molester. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> not right. This doesn't even make any sense. Not what is right. this? There was not. There was something not right about him. And uh, and the way he was like so angry about, he was like, hit. And I was like, yeah. get well, out of this gym. You should not. Are you allowed to be this close to students? You have got to leave. Um, to be fair, though, something that they didn't include, which I was kind of surprised. So when you are watching cheerleading, like if you're in the audience or you're watching the sport, when they're doing, so like if they do a series of like toe touch, toe touch, toe touch, back flick the audience cheers along and yells hit 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 pool and you say pool when they go backwards so what he was doing like is kind of correct in the context of cheerleading so what and that mustache made it wrong but i agree i agree and also like they didn't let us into that there for whatever reason we didn't hear a lot of hit hit hits like if you watch cheerleaders on youtube like like it's in your mind at all time like hit 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 right i did see some of it though (laughs) I especially alumni were there. We'll be right back after a quick break. Well, I w- I would love to hear because someone that came back was from the 2000 team, the mm-hmm. first time they won, and I would love for someone to be like, yeah, you know, um, when I was here, I was really into it, but now I work at Barnes and Noble because I spent like <laughs> well my entire life working on cheerleading. Let's discuss that. <laughs> First of all, one thing that I was fucking pissed about when I found, when I did a little digging and realized there's only two teams in the junior college okay. competition yes. part. This I thought true. that was like their, their number one foe, that other team. I didn't realize it was their only foe. Well, when they win the grand championship or whatever it's That's called. That's the big deal. Yeah. They won, that means they won the whole yes. competition over everybody. So they won grand four times, I believe they say. And yes. that is like huge. I think I understand why they didn't do this. 
but I think it would have been a more truthful documentary if they had taken the time to explain, like, we're in a very small division. It's only the two of us, which is kind of why it's even more important that we win. Because if we right. don't win this with only two, what does it even mean? I, my first inkling was when they started at second place. And because I've watched a lot of these world championships, I know that that's, they started like number eight usually in these divisions. And I was like, why are they starting at two? And, but I think that they could have done a better job with that. And I get narratively why they didn't do that. And obviously it makes for like to have way more effect, but I it also think it would have, what? It takes some air out of the sails to be it, like. It definitely oh. does. Because I'm thinking they're competing against like 10 teams. Yeah. And they also could have done a better job explaining like why winning grand actually was like way more intense than winning that division 18 times in a row. Or sure. Whatever. And when she goes, when the producer asks, who's your biggest rival? Why didn't she just go the other one? Yeah, <laughs> the one yeah. other team. <laughs> so the other thing that I want to talk about, and this is something that I've always thought about, and I, funnily enough, Gabby Butler is the one that really made me like question this, is the amount of time and effort these kids spend, especially at the all-star level. So basically there's like high school cheerleading, which is can be serious for some, but usually it's just like, cheering at games maybe they do a competition and then there's all-star which is like the travel soccer if you will it's like the much right. more serious that's where you pay to be a member or pay to be a team member and you go to worlds every year and it's just that's like the much more serious cheerleading and there are lots of competitions right lots of competitions lots of competitions like if you follow Leah Messer on Facebook uh, Gracie yes. is an all-star cheer and their competitions like every month um, it's kind of, it's like the Abby Lee dance, dance company. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's For like sure. dance moms. Exactly. There's going to be a show called Cheer Moms real fucking soon. I I'm guarantee s- So there was one on Lifetime, but it, I don't think it was, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like that. Yes. Um, it only had a season. I'm surprised. But so also cheer, like I said, it's so much time. And if you watch the show Cheerleaders, these people are driving their kids hours to mm-hmm. practice yep. they live two hours away from the gym will drive there then drive home doing this three four five times a week they're at the gym they're cheering like 10 to 12 hours a week maybe even more like 15 to 20 hours a week so basically a part-time job for a sport that doesn't have scholarships well they got a scholarship to navarro right so Okay. So there are some schools that you can do. There are very, almost no schools offer like cheerleading scholarships because it's not an NCAA sport. So it's, it doesn't fall under the same scholarship regulations, which is how Gabby Butler was able to do professional modeling, getting paid for and doing stuff like that at the same time as being on the cheer team. Because I would never fly if you like football players can't just go do shoots for Nike. That's the whole thing. Right. Right. So there are, like, at the end, we see uh, Jerry get the scholarship, but that's an academic scholarship. So at Navarro, they're probably getting oh. academic scholarships, not technically cheer scholarships. But but Monica gets to decide who gets them? Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly how it works, but it's not like, like, I can in a way understand, like, putting all of my time and effort into my daughter's soccer like, if she's really that good and she could get a full ride to college, yeah. like, I can 
to an extent, only to an extent, understand like putting that time and effort into it. Cause it's like, there is a big grand prize at the end of that, which is over a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. college isn't cheap, (laughs) Yeah. but for cheer, they like don't even have really college scholarships. There are very few college teams that are really super competitive. Like college cheering is not, it's just not really a thing the way that like all-star cheering is. And it, because it's on NCAA sport, they don't recruit like a regular team. Like it's all tryouts. Um, It's just very, very different than like a traditional sport. And so you watch these and you're like, you know, why are they like, like, what are they striving for? Like like the reality is most women aren't going to have professional sports careers anyway. There are so few. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like, okay, well, there's no professional options, which is like, that's basically it for all women athletes, right? Like we've already accepted that, but like to not even really have four-year university college options is like it's crazy and Gabby Butler her mom was like flying her all over the country to cheer at different gyms like and you're watching these parents spend hours in the car every day and you're like for what yeah and I I was like so if you did all-star an all-star is adults are not an all-star correct so for the most part no but there are like all-age teams um, I think basically what happened, my best guess is that all-star cheering just became huge in the last 20 years. And there've been a lot of people that have aged into their twenties that still wanted to cheer. So it's gotten like on cheerleaders. Now they have an older team and okay. where it used to kind of cut off at 18, like your last year was 18. There are now, it seems like they're, it's getting a little more competitive and there are teams for people in their twenties. I think that's just a natural result of there not being college opportunities for cheerleading and a lot of fucking kids that still want to cheer and adults that still want to cheer into their 20s but for the most part no so this is the thing that i kept going i kept thinking about these people are working so hard they look like they are like all they do is work for this Mm -hmm. and if you're an all-star like lots of people were doing this since they could walk right yeah then they started all-star cheerleading then they they end up at a place like Navarro or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once they get these, once they get their associate, by the way, are some of them getting like three associates so they can stay there? So I did read online um, in the Who Weekly Facebook group, there was a girl that was like really involved in all-star cheerleading that was answering questions that was very helpful. And I really, I think her name was Avery. She did all-star cheer for a long time until she broke, she said she broke her neck at NCA, which is why she stopped. I was like, ah, and she was friends with like the Gabby Butlers because they're you know the popular cheerleaders she was like friends with them and had a lot of amazing insight if you're in the who weekly Facebook group I suggest searching for the post on it because I thought it was she was had a lot of information and she said you're allowed to be on the mat at Navarro for three years so if you're only on mat for three years but you do two years without being on mat and then come back and then you can be, you could be a Navarro for five, six years, just getting multiple associates, I guess. Okay. So you get multiple associates and then what do you do with all that work you put in since you were six years old for some of these people? Do you become <laughs> a professional trainer? I know a lot of people at WWE, just because I watched Total Divas were uh-huh. like, um, soccer stars, the Bella twins were, um, they were, cheer, they were cheer athletes yeah. and stuff like that. Um, 
do you get into something like that? What do you do with all so of this? I think that for a lot of women, I think that they go on to become moms and have kids okay. and put them in cheer. I like <laughs> genuinely, like, I think that's a bit, like, I know that's like, I really do. I think that's a big, like, okay, like, I'm done with cheer, but like, I'll have a daughter and she'll do cheer. Oh, um, so some of them the practice. Okay, do go it. on like Sherbs, the girl who fell, like she's cheering at Texas Tech now, which is great. She's at a four-year school. It's not as competitive. It's not a huge cheerleading team, but she's like going to fucking college, you know, mm-hmm. like she's getting a college degree, but no, you do nothing with it, which is, that's I so would cool. say, I mean, it's not though, like, that's not, it's one of those things that's like that that's the case for a lot of women athletes. Like what does a D1 soccer player do? What does a D1 crew team member do? What does, you know, like they get a degree because they're not going to be doing this after. At least, yeah, at least they get degrees. Like, um, I know my friend that I grew up with, she played D1 softball. And after I know she did like CrossFit for a while, but I don't know. I know. I think a lot of professional or former D1 athletes go into like CrossFit because it's like competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked with somebody in Palm Beach who was a former professional football player and got left the league because he was injured and like he was lost yeah because there's so much structure in that that's one of the things I when I was watching this I was like I envy this I envy Mm -hmm. that like when I was like a fat little 10 year old someone didn't go you should try this and if I not truly but like a sport of some sort I can like quiz bowl yeah (laughs) I was like a debate (laughs) person yeah sounds right (laughs) Well, I definitely went to debate camp a lot. So, but I, I, I can see the structure of that and you feel like you belong because you're with these people all the time. Mm-hmm. You go through, um, experiences with them, hard experiences with them. So they bond you. And so like my brother that played professional football, he is, I mean, he got, he, he got a school paid for, um, through athletics and everything. Mm-hmm. And he has an accounting degree. He's a teacher and he coaches track field and football yeah. um, at his school. And he's very, he has a very happy life, but the, he tells me that like coaching now takes the place of all the things he used to do when mm-hmm. he was a sports person. And I was like, okay. And then you lose, you leave that and you're like, okay. So, like you just said, that guy, your friend that you, uh, what yeah, do you do he was, now? because he's I think especially like for him that he worked his entire life and actually fucking reached yeah the, the unattainable goal and then he got hurt and it was over right. and it wasn't his choice and like I think that was such a I mean there is other shit going on too but I sure. think that was like I think for a lot of athletes that has to be such an crazy come down that like that's hard to bounce back from I bet I bet like the stuff that I worked on all through high school and college, I do now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, I will this- say though, like, I think for, I wonder if for some, like it has an end, like at least like when you're playing on a D1 for your school, like you have an end date that you know yeah. is coming. It's like, okay, now I'm a senior. Like this is my last year mm-hmm. and cheer doesn't, at least at Navarro, doesn't seem so clear cut. It doesn't at all. And I want, like, I kind of felt bad about that. And we'll talk more when we get to Morgan, but mm-hmm. I kind of felt like uh, if much like a cult, like lost people found their way there and they were like, I'm not going to be anything once I leave here. 
-hmm. So I'll just try to find a way to stay here. Yes. Agreed. Um, so I think that's all I kind of had to say for Monica. I mean, I thought she, like, I thought she was a very compelling central character. Yes, I thought so too. I will say that um, her talking about fighting for gay rights as a conservative oh. <laughs> religious person. Um, mm, I forgot about that. It was, I don't hate, I don't, what well, I don't hate what she said. She, I think she was doing her best. She was doing her best, but I also said to myself, listen, you need those boys though. So, so come back to me when you don't like yeah. need them for your team. Yeah, sure. It's easy to love yeah. them when yeah. they, when they get you to where you need to go. You're like, imagine a, imagine a team like this that did not have well those boys. So that's another element that I've seen a little bit of talk online and it's interesting. And I think it's worth discussing the race and sexuality dynamic, sure. which is, it seems to be a lot I mean, it's, well, I would say it's diverse, like, so on cheerleaders, the team is Smoed, and they definitely are a little more diverse. Body-wise, they're very, there's no weigh-ins on Smoed, let's just say that. Like, girls come in all shapes and sizes legitimately, and, like, there are big girls on that team that are fucking running and busting their asses and, like, are full-blown athletes, and I did read that Monica weighs in all the girls because she wants every girl to be able to fly which is crazy. That's not how it's done on a lot of teams. And also weigh-ins are very bad. And gymnastics is just getting rid of weigh-ins basically. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I'm Are not... they getting rid of them publicly and then doing them privately? Like, you know what I mean? Um, like... No, I think they're like genuinely privately trying to get rid of them. Like okay. I think a lot, I think they're <sighs> obviously like every gym is going to have their issues, but the reality is in gymnastics and it's probably similar in cheerleading, there are so few elite gyms that and like not that many like elite coaches and it's similar to cheerleading like you remember when gabby douglas in 2012 won and they were talking about how she left her family in virginia and moved to iowa or idaho or wherever to like train at that gym and like live with a host family like so there aren't that many um olympic caliber coaches and gyms so if teams are or like if gyms are still doing weigh-ins like i think it would be talked about Um, so they're trying to eliminate it, but I'm sure they're still going on. But so there are these issues that like, they kind of like skip over, you know, they like, they like in one sentence, they're like, Oh, we better be good for weigh-in. But it's like, I was like, why aren't we talking more about the weigh-ins? We're not. And then we also don't talk about the fact that Monica is, there's like one little scene where she's talking about like how she took Morgan because she looks like, Oh, well, yeah. So, Oh, Oh, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was saying. So on Smoed, it's a lot more diverse. There are black girls, there are Latino girls there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just more diverse. It just is. Um, Navarro was very white on the girl side, very black on the boy side. Although there were a lot of white guys who they They just just weren't featured. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see a single black girl on that team. So there's Kiki who is the, um, she's not on the team. She is the assistant. uh, Yes. The assistant. uh, Yeah. Physical therapist. What is it? It's- yeah, trainer. I think they call it the athletic trainer. I think that's the correct. Okay. So she's assistant. And then there is the biracial girl um, who is, her name is Jade, but I don't count her because 
I'm just going to be honest. She hasn't figured out her hair yet. So I know she doesn't know any black people. So <laughs> it's, it's the truth. It's the yeah, truth. I, I get I, what you're saying. Yeah. I get what it's saying. And I guarantee you she has a white mom and she hangs mm-hmm. out with white people. And I don't, so I'm not going to count her. There's not mm-hmm. like a black woman on this, but when yeah. we went to Devante Trinity down the street, yeah. he had black girls on his team. Yeah. So there are definitely are black girls in cheerleading. Um, but I don't think it's, I think it's worth noting that Monica doesn't have, seem to have any black girls on her team. Um, That's true. And I think that she, you know what? I'll tell you what about Monica. Monica looks, Monica, like she said, I have old school values. She used mm-hmm. to be a cheerleader herself. I think that she likes her team to look like what her team used to look like when she was, when she was a cheerleader. Yeah. And I think that those, these black boys that got really featured because they were just eating up the fucking camera. Yeah. Um, you can't deny them like yeah like they are so much have so much more personality and some of them were better at what they do than a lot of the oh the white people on the team and so Mm -hmm. like yeah they got featured also i will say this they had asian people on this team um there's the vietnamese girl there are like they they had a lot of different people on this team it just was very glaring that every cheerleader we talked to was a white girl who weighed a certain amount mm-hmm. and looked a certain way. And that, mm-hmm. like, when we're talking about diversity, I mean, Lexi's the diverse one because she looks like an extra from Euphoria. And I <laughs> didn't really make that does. up. That was, that was Kara B. Tweets who, who tweeted that and made <laughs> me laugh so fucking hard. She, like, the fact that she has white hair and weird mm-hmm. eyebrows makes her the diverse one. Mm-hmm. That's, it's weird. And I think that Monica is, like, I would I wouldn't be surprised if she's like recruiting cheerleaders in her own image. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that look like she I would think want. So. Yeah. I yeah. So, I yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that I don't know. I think that it's obvious obviously we don't know the other members on the team, but it's obvious why they picked like the guys that they did. Yeah. Um but it isn't also it's just interesting to think like how many it seemed like the one guy that was like the true team leader the one that like led the circle i can't remember what his name was when they would do the cheer at the end it's like why isn't he on this like he's clearly like the captain yeah it's interesting maybe, we're not hearing it all from him basically i bet they did a lot because i i they I filmed all it. those kids that's they, what i'm they saying probably, i rewatched yeah. it today and i saw some interviews from people that was just like a one-off interview and i'm like yeah they filmed a ton of shit with this girl and this this interview is the only thing that got in. And then suddenly, Sherbs is on the ground, and and fucking all these girls are hitting their head on the fucking ground and stuff. And so you have more story to play with over there, yeah. Than your background as a horse trainer in Iowa, and then you keep like you know what yeah. I mean. Like that's how it went down. All right, should we talk about Ladarius now? Yeah, um, I'd love to talk about Ladarius. I am Ladarius. Ladarius is me. And <laughs> when I asked to be on this episode i said people with names like ladarius and princess you can't name a shit like that and then be like why are you being so extra well why'd you put all these fucking extra letters in my fucking name (laughs) this is what this is what you fucking get i love ladarius even though i'm disappointed in him i thought ladarius was a great character um i know he's a real person but As far as like the narrative they gave us where we're rooting for him but at the same time i'm like you're a fucking asshole He's his own worst enemy. Um, He loved, like, first of all, what I recognized immediately was this inability not 
first the 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 overall attitude all the time mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. me in fact i walked into a work situation last week and was and they were like well how are you doing today princess and i was like well i'm feeling very ladarius right now and i'm two minutes from being kicked off the team so just so you know don't start some shit with me right now but like that's his attitude and then imagine making matt where only half the team is gonna make it mm-hmm. and then doing what you have to do to force yourself to almost get kicked off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like literally being the best athlete there. But like just being over and just not even wanting to try and wanting yeah. to blame everybody else. It was like he was pretending like he couldn't do it. I also like, I've been in so many situations like with Darius where I couldn't stop myself from speaking out about things that were not in my best interest to be talking about Mm -hmm. and then what happens (laughs) Mm -hmm. is everybody's like oh my god you are such a queen princess i loved it when you told her that you're not gonna do blah 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 if she's not gonna do this and then they're like okay well i'm going off the cheerleading practice and i'm off the fucking team because why because because i could not in my best interest say that's so true so true this is um, not how you approach this i would say i thought it was very brave of him to talk about being molested on tv i thought Absolutely. that was incredibly brave um i thought that his backstory was obviously like so compelling uh it was like when we saw that scene of his brother crying watching him <gasps> win i was like i can just end it all now like those silent is- tears got i was like why y'all doing this to me yeah. why <laughs> it was definitely just very like I wish that they had talked a little bit more and I think they obviously talked about it a little but I think they I wish they talked more about like what it's like to be gay and to be black and to be a cheerleader and I want to know like straightforward fucking on campus oh I want to know and Corsicana Texas I want to know what the gay what the what the romantic scene is for you so and at the end did you notice when monica in like the second last episode when they're talking about daytona was like and nobody better be in each other's rooms because i'll be up watching i'm like who's fucking on this team because you know a lot of them are fucking some of the girls with each other some of the guys with each other there are definitely a couple straight guys on that team sure you spend all your time with them why wouldn't you be fucking them yeah yeah and i i had a lot of questions about that but they're not going to show us that and i understand that they didn't show us anybody's romantic life yeah i'm sure gabby butler's not single but I just feel like I want to know more about that. And I was wondering La- that too. As for Ladarius, I guarantee you Ladarius ends up as a mean drag queen in one of the most, like, the best houses in Dallas. Because Dallas has some, some crazy houses for drag queens. <laughs> I can see him on a stage as a drag queen in like five years i can see Same. him i think he could be like i don't watch drag race but i feel like he should go on rupaul's drag race he i should think figure so out too. how to get on there because i think that'd be a good next step for him like that career. that house where he grew up i know that house the lady that who don't nice old lady who's just trying really hard to help everyone but is not giving good enough supervision absolutely not um his mom looked a, a whole five years older than him oh which- <laughs> And I'm like, she had them so fucking young. Look at her. She Don't and you him- love how it always goes like, well, and I started hanging out with some bad people and I went to prison for five years. It's like I, always that. Like yeah. I hung out with the wrong people. Yeah. You know, just bad crowd. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And she's, and like, I know that story so much mm-hmm. about these four little black boys alone in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And 
half and you know three of them are picking on one of them because he's not like the other ones and i don't know i, mean, I it's really pretty felt incredible that that neighbor took four boys yeah and she, and she together. raised a granddaughter and probably another yeah. she, there are there are a lot of kids in that fucking house yeah um, god only knows and like obviously it wasn't ideal and like there was not enough supervision but also like god bless her like she kept those boys together at least yeah this is something and so like it's not that i thought ladarius was wrong a lot don't get me wrong there's a lot of times when he was saying like they're telling me priority is school but priority is the cheerleading so which one's the fucking priority they don't care about me getting hurt they they are like wearing out our bodies and we're hurt and they don't and they're not thinking about it wait i wanted one thing that we forgot to talk about with monica was that awful scene where the guy had hurt his back the day before an all-star tt yeah and she made him do full out even though she knew he was hurt and someone on the team was like this isn't right and And it's like crying it's not right like that i don't know how you like i understand what she was saying that like this is your first team you have a scholarship to this school i told you not to do that at all-star and so this is your punishment like that's not how you punish them like you figure out something else no i it was, that was gross it was so gross and imagine being um i think her name is ashley the little uh vietnamese girl that he's got to throw up and you're like yeah which is bad you got yeah. me in the air <laughs> yeah yeah she you know what if i fucking fall because Agreed. you made was, him do this that, that's where it's like you just add 10 add, give him a 10 mile run next week you know what i mean like there are other things that you can do that are not this i'd make him write like a paper yeah, on yeah. and i'd be like yeah give me um you know you need to rest so go put an ice pack on and get your computer because i need a paper on blah 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 blah. agreed like you that. do it right here in the gym while yeah. all of us are practicing um yeah for sure uh, you know oh we forgot to talk about monica's heels she loves a booty she loves a heel she's always walking on that gym floor and i'm like they just let her right because this is not what she, and she just and a skinny jean she, she, i mean she looked good she didn't look bad look i thought bad. she really rocked her style i mean it felt like she knew what she wanted that's yeah. what it felt like i agree um oh so back to ladarius i just yeah he was so frustrating to watch but entertaining and i feel like i know him so well and that like that was the person that i was like that's the person i'm like drawn to be friends with who's like so funny and over the top but then also like so fucking annoying because they're their own worst enemy and you're like can you just shut the fuck up and like not get in trouble and like not fuck this up for the rest of us and it's everybody else's fault it's never your fault yes you know when he was making that phone call Uh, when he was like talking all that shit, like, listen, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't add, then you don't need to be around people who's going to tell the truth like me. I have talked that shit so many times and then picked up the phone and been like, listen, we both said things. Girl, no, <laughs> you know I didn't mean that. Like, no, I'm lying, obviously, because I'm not yeah. sorry. And I'm, and the only thing I'm like, sorry about is you definitely calling crying. her like fat. And like, it wasn't just like she's lazy. He was calling her fat. Yeah. And then he'd be yelling, we need some more flyers. Bitch. <laughs> and then like so but the thing is is that the two of you if you're doing the stunt the two of you have to figure out a way to work yes and it didn't seem like at first when ladarius got asked when they let jerry replace him for a few minutes Mm -hmm. um ladarius was not trying no for whatever reason he was mad he didn't want to try but after that 
the other things that were happening seemed like the two of them were not in a rhythm and you can't get in a rhythm with Ladarius because he's got an attitude and he's and well they were the just they were literally the worst combination that you could ever have because Ladarius is fucking mean first of all like he is funny and fun to be around and I bet when he wants to be nice he's quite nice to you but he's mean like he's not a nice person a lot of the time you know what i mean like yeah that's just like a jet like that's just a fact like he's very mean he can and cut you little what was her name Allie? Allie was like so fucking annoying and cried at the drop of the hat and like she needed like somebody that was like it's okay you're doing good you're gonna be good we can do this and he needed someone that was like i'm good i'm good we're gonna do this yeah. like they needed. they were literally the worst combination for each other mm-hmm I also really liked when he and Will were arguing and he goes, you better check yourself where you try to check a bad bitch like me. And I was was like, that's what I'm going to say. The next time one of my kids gets out of line, I'm going to be like, listen, check yourself where you try to check a bad bitch like your mom. Okay. Because (laughs) Uh, I think, Oh, also I thought the sweetest moment in the whole series was when after that phone call and Ladarius says like, Jerry like makes me a nicer person. And I just hope I can be as nice as Jerry. And then Jerry says about Ladarius, he makes me more confident. And I was like, oh, and he said, I, that makes me feel so good that Ladarius said he wants to be more like me. Well, the two of them, you, the reason they're drawn to each other, you can see it is they have things the other doesn't have. I love the two of them watching Bad Girls Club. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my goodness. I love that they still watch the Bad Girls Club. I didn't even know it was still on TV. <laughs> are they it's watching not. reruns? They're watching YouTube videos, I think. Oh my God. They're like best of. <laughs> and they're like just like reenacting it and mm-hmm. fake and fake uh, fighting with each other and stuff. The hi- one of the highlights was definitely when they were all doing the fake Bad Girls fighting. Monica's like, if anyone gets hurt. And then they like all kind of stop. And then she like joins in on the fake fighting everyone like screams that was a great moment just gonna take another quick break hey everyone today's episode of feathers my hair is brought to you by best fiends a mobile puzzle game perfect for entertaining while staying home best fiends is a game you can play right on your phone and is designed to be played by anyone best fiends is great because the puzzles are challenging enough to be engaging but you don't need to be some sort of serious gamer to play the bright colors of the interface are totally pleasing to the eye and i love to collect the game's cute characters as i play so for some reason my internet has been beyond spotty for the last couple days i have no idea what's going on thankfully you don't need wi-fi to play best fiends so i'm not getting kicked off the game every time the modem decides to act up thanks to this i've made it to level 172 and i just cannot stop playing Best Fiends updates their game every month so it never gets stale. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Who was the other one that was always with them? Not TT. What was his name? Steven? I think it was. He was handsome. He was. And he was a, he was a really great tumbler. I mean, uh, with his like feet and everything. I've never heard someone scream toes so much. In this <laughs> and I bet people like walk past Morgan and scream toes at her all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I like, I think Ladarius was, 
I mean, they couldn't have been more lucky to find someone like Ladarius. And I think if he was just like great and awesome, like it wouldn't have been as interesting to follow. Now, but, I also saw that he already had a viral video. Yeah. So I, as soon as I saw at the beginning when he was doing that thing during the cheer, I was like, oh, I've seen him. I saw that video on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He I, also, oh, when he said he was thinking about going into the military, I was like, mm. don't do it. See, listen, I, when I was in high school, I did not, I was not prepared for an AP English test. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me, and so they were taking the ASVAB in high school, which is the military entrance test. And I was like, yeah, I got to go take the ASVAB. I signed up for that. So I went and took it and I, t- and I scored really high on it. And so I started getting a lot of recruiters calling the house and stuff. And my dad like was like, do not call this house anymore. My dad's in the military. And he was like, you are going to be court-martialed on day two. Like, you're not going to get out of boot camp. And I was like, why? And he was like, because you don't like anybody telling you what to do. That's all it is. And so when Ladarius was like, maybe I'll go to the military, I was like, Ladarius, you are going to be doing your own a few good men. You're going to be in jail because you are not going to do what they fucking tell you to do. And in the military, when you don't do what people tell you to do, you go to, it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like, out here you you can go to jail for the stupidest things like yeah but I guess he got a coaching job at the end yeah so I think that was like I think he should try to like do coaching and actually go back to college but when he's in military I was like no that's not going to work the way that he thinks it's gonna work yeah he's in Jacksonville Mississippi right now um so I wonder if he's coaching there or what he's yeah, doing probably there. And that's probably, Jacksonville's probably not far, actually, from, like, where in Florida he was from. No, yeah, he was from, like, some place. He was from, like, the panhandle. Yeah, he was. Um, So, one thing I forgot to say is that one of the reasons I kept watching this is because as soon as this came on, and it said Corsicana, Texas, and it said where the fruitcakes are made, I was like, oh, I know all about Corsicana, Texas, because I know about those fucking fruitcakes, and that's a family business and an accountant was working there and started stealing from that fucking business. And like he stole millions of dollars from them before he, anybody ever fucking realized because oh it's a really small company, but it does like huge volumes of fruitcakes. And I know you guys think that who the fuck is buying fruitcakes, but at a certain time of year, everyone's buying fruitcakes, probably your Nana or whatever. And so, mm. but one of the funny things to me was that, the accountant's wife, they, he was stealing so much money. He was buying like civil war memorabilia and like just whack shit. Mm-hmm. And um, his wife would get a new luxury car every year, but like on their salary, there's no way they could have been affording that. So she would get the same color and make every year. That's funny. So, so that so people, people wouldn't would be, notice. So people wouldn't notice. They just be like, wow, her car is holding up. And so, <laughs> and like, it was just like this huge thing. And so the guy in the hairnet at the beginning of this docu-series mm-hmm. is in also the one about <laughs> the oh. stealing. Because oh, he, he's a star. Yeah, he's a star. I was like, dude, this guy is everywhere. <laughs> because <laughs> he's like, I want to say he's the great-grandfather, a great-grandson or something. Like he's, he's a relative and he was the CEO when this happened. Oh, wow. Okay. It's it's the case of one of these family businesses that grows, but they're still acting like it's like a very small business. And they're like, yeah, that guy can write checks. No one will check that. That'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Jerry. Oh, Jerry. We We stand Lizzie's son. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I like when they flashed to his all white family, I was like, hmm, really? 
And then when, like, we actually found out, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Jerry was absolutely the heart of this show. The whole reason I kept watching this show, if Jerry wasn't on this show, I don't think it would have been half as good or popular. Like, he... Uh, it's just such a natural star and I think his ability to be vulnerable on camera was beautiful like he just he's a fucking star yeah he is and what really got me is when they show pictures of him as a kid on these cheer squads (laughs) all these all white cheer squads Mm -hmm. and he's this black boy and he's a large black boy he's not small And he doesn't even look like he's part of the team, but just imagining what he had to be in life to be like, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. To, to be like a black mother that's like, okay, well, I have to get this because this is where my son belongs, even though he doesn't look like it, even though he doesn't tumble. Jerry doesn't tumble, guys. Um, and so, and he's not much of a jumper, to be honest. And so he really is just like part of the stunts. And I guess when he was a kid, like all of us, he used to watch this shit on ESPN Mm -hmm. and his mom was like, let's, you know, he wants to do this. And so she just showed up at like a Houston area, um, gym and they were super poor. Um, like this is Illinois. I think they're in Illinois. Illinois. I thought he was from Houston. Oh, you know what? That's Lexi from Houston. So he all those things that like he just lay this like figured out and his mom was poor they got evicted they i believe did they say they were living in a car at one point and yeah, she was still taking it yeah yeah and then she got leukemia and died so like it, it just got worse and worse and as they're doing this they flash on the fact that jerry has a pillow in his home with his mother's with his dead mother's face <laughs> on it and i'm like that's a lot. That's a lot, dude. Who gave him that? I don't know. So, so yeah, then I the cheer, the cheer way, moms adopted him. Yeah, so I would assume that was probably like his best friend. You know, the daughter of the family was like his best friend. Yeah, because he will hold her up during the, like she. Yeah, during the stunts. And he's been living with this family since his mother passed. Um, yeah. I saw that his cheer moms opened the gofundme back up and i just checked right. it's a, it was like at like thirty thousand when the show premiered and now it's at like forty five thousand, which is great right because um, he said people were dming him asking how they could help with his yeah i'm sure they were uh i have that although that like that family is obviously taking care of him but at the same time like they might be well off but like remember that house was in like suburban illinois like they're probably not multi sure. multi-millionaires to pay for sure. you know what i mean unlimited college expenses type of thing sure sure, sure. um I, yeah. but he i have bad news about jerry and that he left louisville and is back at navarro yes which upset me i was upset to learn about the speculation i read was that he probably didn't make matt at louisville so after I bet that semester, too. He I bet he down. might he might not have even made the team at Louisville. Well, there were some pictures of him in the uniform. Oh, so okay. He posted a p- couple pictures of him in uniform. Um, I that I wish his cheer mom had stepped in. By the way, I thought his cheer mom was lovely, and when she was like, "He's mine, but I'm not his mother," like I thought that was a beautiful thing to say. Sure. I thought it was very respectful the way that she said it, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed very genuine, heartfelt, loving without overstepping, basically. Yeah, she, I, I can tell she really loves Jerry. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, Jerry has other, uh, he has an older brother. Yeah. Um, he talked about, I'm sure Jerry has other family, but he was probably closer to that family because he was spending so much time in cheer. Yeah. Think about that. So I definitely wish somebody in his, I mean, he's an adult. He gets to make his own choices, but I wish somebody had said, Jerry, you cannot do this. Yeah. You, you gotta go I understand cheerleading is your passion, but you have to grow up now. And you go and you get, you have a great academic scholarship. Louisville is a really good school. Mm -hmm. You get your degree and then you can be whatever you want in cheerleading. You can be a coach. You can volunteer. You can try and get on the all age team. But like, it's, I think that's the issue. And we'll talk about it with Morgan. I think it's kind of a different case, but Jerry, like, I think it was some of these kids, somebody needs to say to you, like, it's time to grow up. Right. And that's the issue, right? They don't like, yeah. Because growing up means they have to get rid of cheer. Right. And you, you don't gotta do get it a as an adult. Mustache and, and drive to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks. And I get it. I get it. It sucks. But like somebody needs to say like, Jerry, you're 20 years old now. You're 21 years old. How old he is. Because, yeah. you know, God only knows if, how many years he was actually at Navarro before he made, the, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was at Navarro two years by the time this, this aired, because remember the last year was his first year and he didn't make the mat. Okay. And then this year he wasn't making the mat and then, you know, Will got I just really, I just really wish, like, I think that's really what it is. Like, honey, we love you and we understand this is your passion, but part of growing up is like letting go your childhood passions. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it is. Yeah. 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 And like, I don't know that they didn't say that to him. Yeah, Think because of, what can they really do? It's yeah, not- I I can imagine her them going, well, listen, Jerry, because think about it this way, because here's the thing, you, you know, you can go to Louisville, you can, you can get your degree, and you can do this, and you can do an all-star team there, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like TT was doing. Yeah. And you, or, or well, they like, were all doing, they just didn't really mention it, but Jerry was on that all-star team too. Yeah, so still you can do an all-star team in Louisville, and... Louisville's actually a really nice city. I, I, I know people think Kentucky, but Louisville's like, or Louisville is a... It's a like, good oh, school with a great alumni network. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he, like, I do feel bad about it, but also, like, they're going to do what they want to do. And I bet Monica is very, is, regardless of what she says mm-hmm. about how she's preparing them for the world... I bet Monica's all too, all too happy to have them back. Be yeah. like, well, you come on back. It's easier for her if they come back. Yeah, it is easier for her. She had to break new people in. No, it's much easier for her if they come back. She already knows they work well. She knows what she can do with them. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. And I'm sure, I actually, I agree with you. I bet his family was, his sheer family was like, Jerry, this is a bad choice. I'm kind of hoping he was able to defer. Me too. Because it's because, possible he was able to defer. Yeah. And he like, was going to do one off. more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he didn't lose his scholarship and he's just going to, he's just taking the semester off doing Navarro for the semester and then going back in the fall. That's what I hope. But it just sucks because I think, I do think that's like, now that I've talked into the, talked myself into this, I do kind of think that's part of what we were talking about. Like, what do you do when you lose it? You grow up. Yeah. You know, you become an adult who like gets a job and accepts that like, we don't, 
necessarily have these passions that like totally fulfill us at all times. Right. And that like, I also think that like when you're, you're younger and people are asking you, what do you want to be? And you're like trying to figure that stuff out. You assume that whatever you're going to be is you're going to be passionate about. And yeah. not everybody is like that. Some like most of us like what we do and mm-hmm. not most. It's nice like it if you, enough. yeah, you like it enough. And if it pays your bills, you're happy with it. Not everyone is like, popping up on Monday morning going, oh my God, I can't wait to get to my job. That's not how it works for almost everybody. So, you don't know. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. But Jerry was, you know, the Matt talk was amazing. He just- 98 pounds! When when he said, when he like kind of didn't realize that he was being put on the mat just to kind of teach Ladarius a lesson, even though he had to know- like, he had to know. Like, they would have to redo the entire routine, and Ladarius wasn't actually getting kicked off. But right, because Ladarius was a stumbler. He could tumble as well. Yeah. Like, he, well, he, and he was in the center. He did everything in the entire routine. Yeah, there's no way. But that look, when he goes, and they're like, so are you on the mat? He's like, I am on the mat. And I was yeah. like, oh, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. But I think guy, that... He does think, get on the mat later, because Will yeah. is injured. And the sh- I think his personality and okay, Monica's not stupid, and I think that she had to know. Like, there's no way, at least in my opinion, that Monica wasn't producing in her head. Sure. And like thinking of how this show was going to play out, and she like had to know that putting Jerry on the mat would be great for the show. Yeah, but do you think that she cared more about this show than she does about? No, I don't. But I think in a situation, do you remember they were talking and they were like, well, Jerry can do it. Like, yeah. I think in a, I think if the show wasn't there, they might've put Will back on. Okay. Do you, okay. like, do you get what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. they've really made it seem like they were basically the same. Yeah, but Will but, was just like a smidge. Yeah, Will was number one and Jerry was number two, but they were kind of the same. And that like keeping jerry on the mat like monica i think for her it was like well we're gonna keep on the mat because it's good for the show but if the show wasn't there like maybe will would have went back in yeah i i loved when he got to be on the mat and ladarius welcomed him to the bad girls club and called him a replacement (laughs) (laughs) like if you don't if you're not like if you didn't watch the bad girls club you don't know know about how people be like you're a replacement yeah (laughs) I loved their friendship. I thought it was so good. I like, Jerry was just, he truly was the ultimate heart of the show. The show would have been so different without Jerry. Yeah. I'm so happy that he didn't have that blonde hair he had as a teenager. Um, I'm so happy that someone was like, don't do that anymore. (laughs) And and I'm just like, Although when he said that he only did cardio in the gym because he was trying to lose weight, I wanted to be like, somebody get this kid a trainer. Yeah. Because (laughs) no, (laughs) That's for your your endurance and stamina and things like, you know. You can lose weight capacity. lifting weights too and it'll, you'll look weights. a lot better and you'll be stronger. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and you need to be stronger for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, He's like, I just do two hours of elliptical a day. I'm like, no. <laughs> I bet Jerry is swimming in ass right now. I bet his DMs are so fucking. I hope so. And I love that about him. I really do. I think what really drew me to Jerry is what I call, well, I don't call it, but what they call black boy joy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Black men, black boys are not really shown in lights and when they're just happy and just mm-hmm. 
like glowing and just joyful. The show had a lot of it. Yeah. And I just love that. I love seeing that. And so like we talked about, there are no black women on the show and people pointed that out. And I definitely, I realized that as well, but it had a lot of black boy joy. And so I was like, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. I just hope that he goes back to university. I hope he's listening. Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, Jerry, are you a patron? Jerry, Jerry, we need you to go back. Maybe Jerry's a real teen mom head. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) No, he's too young. Nobody, nobody that's on the Navarro cheer squad in 2019 is they're like, what's teen mom? Listen, they're, they're watching, they're watching YouTube clips of bad girls club. Exactly. (laughs) So maybe, (laughs) maybe they watched Janelle and Barb's like best fights once. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I loved, loved, loved Jerry. I thought that, oh God, he was just so good. Okay, let's talk about Morgan. Yeah, let's talk about her. People want to know why her dad's not in jail. I can tell you before we get there. So I thought Morgan was obviously very, okay, this is, how do I want to word this? I thought Morgan's story was very compelling, but I just didn't care that much about watching her. Morgan, okay. If you'll notice, when Gabby finishes a move, Gabby looks incredibly unimpressed Uh by the fact of what she just did. When Morgan finishes a move, Morgan looks like someone's coming to shoot her. Well, she did say at the very beginning that she was, she's like, well, I'm not a natural performer. And like Sherbs or I don't know if she said Sherbs or Gabby, like knows to like do a smile and like tilt their head. And I'm just an awkward turtle in the back. And I was like, yeah. That's true. I just, I, she seems so beat down. I have questions though. How did she get to Navarro? How did she try out for Monica? How did she learn to do gymnastics? Like there was a chunk of backstory that either wasn't included or I totally missed. So I, I feel like they wanted to focus more on other things. She talks about growing up being an athlete and a cheerleader. Okay. Okay. And so she did cheer like at her high school. Yes. They show pictures of her and her stuff. And she, she ran. We saw that she was a runner. So we know she she's an athlete, runner. but like there's a difference between being able to do cross country and do a Sandy back tuck. So she was a cheerleader on her squad at school, okay. which like we just talked about is super easy, not super easy, but you know, it's you can different. just go after school. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But they also discussed the fact that Morgan doesn't have the experience that someone like Sherbs have, who was, who was on an all-star team. Yeah. Morgan had a, lot to, had a lot to learn because she was just on... Um, High school. Yeah, like a cheer by the sidelines yeah. and maybe go to one competition. Okay. I would guess, here would be my best guess then, knowing all of that. I would bet when she was little, little, she did gymnastics. Maybe like until she was like seven or eight. Okay. So I bet she maybe learned how to do a back handspring and gymnastics. And here's the thing. Their muscle memory is such a big part of gymnastics that like I was in yoga for a while and like would watch people do hands, headstands. And then one day I was like, why don't I just do a headstand? Cause like, I know how to do a headstand from doing gymnastics and I like did it and I'm so bad at yoga, but people are like, like after that class, like two girls were like, your headstand is so good. And it's like, yeah, cause I know how to do a headstand from gymnastics. I can do handstands. I can still do bridges. I go on trampolines. I can do back tucks. I can do back handsprings. Like just because once you know how your body knows how to do it, your brain, like a big part of why adults can't do gymnastics because your brain is like, Hey idiot, don't do that. Like you're going to hurt yourself. And if you learn how to do it as a kid, it's, you can kind of like get back to it pretty easily. Um, Like once you have a spotter and then you realize you can do it and then you can keep going. So I wonder if like maybe she did gymnastics a little bit as a kid 
learned a little bit on the high school team, like did a little bit of tumbling, but not a lot, but was very naturally gifted and wasn't scared. And so they could push her hard. Well, first of all, we need to know which Patreon level we need to be at for you to get a video of you doing a back tuck on a fucking trampoline. I tried, last time I took my nieces to like that sky zone thing. Yeah. I tried to take a video. Well, one, first I had Simi who's like six, tried to take a video, but I was like, fucked it up. No, I didn't yell at her, but she didn't <laughs> take a video well. And then I like feet. tried to video it of myself and it like didn't come out. But if I'm ever at Sky Zone again, I'll make sure to get a video. It's just one of those things that like once you know how to do it, like you just know how to do it. Great. And you know I don't know what you look like. So I'll be like, how do I know that's you? <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> no, so you hurt so Morgan. Me. <laughs> so Morgan, so she had that. And then Morgan lives in Oklahoma, which isn't yes. far, from, you know, it's right there by Texas. And she tried out for monica and wasn't very good but monica thought she was pretty monica thought she looked like what she wanted and that she had the and that she had potential which i can understand yeah i still wonder like how she found navarro necessarily i bet she was somebody else on her cheerleading team oh that's true like somebody else was trying out and so she decided to do it too or think yeah because think about if they are a school that like it's small it's a it's a junior college, so I mean the academics. I'm not gonna. You know, the academics aren't like you're not going to Harvard, and and they made a big splash, and it's not far from where she lives. I bet you a couple of people on her team were trying out. Yeah, I wonder how far it is from where she is. I don't know, but so here's the thing. One of the reason Morgan likes Monica is because she's had a really bad past and Monica remembered her name and smiles at her sometimes. Uh I bet Morgan gets in the worst fucking relationships where someone like does the bare fucking minimum, like holds her hand and she's like, I've never felt love like this before. And so she seems like a broken dog. And I don't mean that like in a, I know it sounds hard. She's a sad puppy. Like, like a dog that someone used to beat and yeah. is at the and is at the shelter yeah. and will just like is scared, but is also like just dying for love. So, and I would say, I think a lot of the criticism of Monica came via Morgan, who yes. was the best example of like the dangerous cult leader aspect of mm-hmm. this in that like Morgan would have killed herself for Monica. But I also kind of think like Morgan was an athlete and Yes. Even if she didn't love Monica that much, like I think she would kill herself like for any team that she's on because she's an exceptional athlete and wants to win and it's a place where she fits in. I think And that structure just, yeah. of like well, the yeah. co- you do what the coach tells you to do. So I personally, when they said Morgan was going back for a third year, I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, I didn't because No. I guess my, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding what we're going to do with all these associate's degrees. Well, and I so, think that she was like not quite finished hers. Okay. All right. I think she um, did have a few more classes, but I don't disagree with you, but I think that one, I think she seemed so immature that like, yeah. it was like a bonus year. So one of Morgan's backstories that her mom left very young, mm-hmm. very early in her life. And her dad married, they, they do this in two parts in two separate episodes. So like, it's hard. Sometimes it can be hard to follow the story. What yeah. happened is her dad married someone else. They had some kids together. Then they broke up and he, Morgan and the brother moved to a trailer. Are you sure? Then, I, I thought that 
the stepmom just didn't want them there, so the dad just got them a trailer. No. She says she, she, she now, in the first part, she says he got us a trailer. But I think she means all of them because the next time she's talking about the story, she says, and then he got back with her and moved back in with her. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. So it makes a lot more sense than he just got a trailer and was like, this is your new home. What he did was he moves back and then her dad's name is Wyatt. And I can't even believe he was on fucking camera. Like he knew what story they were going to tell. He doesn't think he did anything that bad. But so he goes, well, they can really take care of themselves. And, you know, it's causing all that she does. They don't want to go. So my understanding is that they were super happy when they broke with the stepmom. And he goes, well, we're getting back together. Like, no, we're not going back over there. And he's like, all right, I'll be by with some, uh, some Jiffy peanut butter and uh, yeah. some bread for you later. And so he goes back and lives with his stepmom. And the re- people are like, how did he not go to jail? I'll tell you why. Because her brother was like 17 and mm-hmm. Morgan was 15. And if he keeps showing back up to bring groceries, she says we eat, we ate what we can. She does not say that like she had to buy her own food. What she means is that he bought her a bunch of fucking ramen and peanut butter and jelly and mm-hmm. shit and just like brought that over. Like also, I, he paid he, the electricity bill. You know what I mean? You don't go to jail if nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. No one reported it. And the other thing is, is that it's not... It is a great area on how long you can leave a 15 and a 17 year old. Yeah. Like if you, if you're, if, if you're 17 and 15 year old and you need to go on a week vacation, you can leave them alone for a week. Yeah. And so if he's coming back every Friday to bring food and he pays the electricity bill and you're Mm -hmm. out in a fucking country where nobody's reporting anything anyway. Yeah. And yeah, that's how he didn't go to jail. That's how. Yeah. I mean, who knew, you know, like who, who was report like for like, to go to jail, somebody has to, first of all, report you. And then they have to prosecute you. Yeah. But I don't think anybody knew her grand. It kind of was even unclear about how her grandparents found out. Right. And he had a gun safe there where he was keeping his guns. Oh. Guns are expensive. I imagine he was keeping a lot of things there. So, like, it seemed like he was kind of a resident there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If somebody came by to check. But it, do- it doesn't sound like any authority figure new to come check i bet her school didn't know and i'm so guys me saying this is not me being like it was fine no obviously this is terrible but i'm just explaining to you how it's in a really great area that yeah it's hard to prosecute especially when nobody's I mean, telling even if he was doing something like high key illegal like the authorities still have to find out for there to be a crime right and then and a lot especially smaller places and even some bigger places People don't prosecute yeah. unless they know they're going to win. And so, I mean, you also have to wonder, like, you know, they're in a rural community. Like, how many of these kids are coming to school, like, a mess? How many sure. of these kids are going hungry? You know, like. And I bet Morgan didn't go to school a mess. I bet Morgan's the girl of this family. Mm-hmm. She, her mom left when she was little. I bet Morgan learn to take care of herself when she was younger. I bet a lot of yeah. people couldn't tell that something yeah. had changed in Morgan's life. She was life. already ta- already quiet, already shy. Yeah. She spends, she, oh, what? She doesn't want to go home? Well, she's an athlete. She spends all her time at school. Yeah. And on, 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 on you know, track and field uh, fucking competitions and shit. And at her friends, you know, her cheer friend's house. Yeah. I bet nobody really knew that she was like going. And then her brother left to go mm-hmm. find her mother. And so, yeah. like, and then she's alone. I bet a lot of people didn't realize she was alone. Yeah, I agree. 
I definitely agree. It's so sad. Oh, it's so sad. Poor Morgan. Like, she's definitely the saddest little puppy. Watching her, like, try to kill herself. Like, she kept saying, for Monica. But I think that was just, like, a simplistic way of being, like, I just want to be on this team so bad. I want to belong to something. This is a family yeah. to me. Um, and And she... Just stuff that she just couldn't do. Um, not couldn't do, but like wasn't confident in doing, but she'd just be like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna push through. And then she break her ribs and they were like Yeah, or like frac like like bru- like fractured a rib. She fractured her ribs and she goes to the hospital and is like refusing to take medication. And, yeah. Like it's a lot. Um I also was interested in the fact that Morgan has I didn't see this, but she talks about it on the show that she has um, an influencer type Instagram. Not like yeah, I thought that was weird. She was like, you know, people see me on Instagram and think I live this great life, and I was like, so is she famous? Yeah, but like when I see her on the screen, I was like, oh girl, what? How are you taking these pictures? Because you look sad and little and malnutritioned. <laughs> so what pictures are you putting up there? She doesn't look. I want to see. I'm going to go. I'm scrolling back on her, like, to a pre-TV. Yeah, do that. She wasn't getting that many likes. She was getting, oh, actually, you know what? In December 2018, she got almost 4,000 likes. Yeah. Oh, she has a cute boyfriend. I bet he's terrible. (laughs) So, yeah, I think she was, like, a small-time influencer, where she was getting, like, 2,000 to 4,000 likes. She was doing some cheer spawn con and she gets um like oh, when she gets here she was doing like literal spawn con that she probably got paid 150 dollars to do yeah she, and no, she, God when she gets dolled up she's super cute she's very pretty yeah she's just a pretty she's, well, she's very, a girl oh, next she's like girl next door pretty that's what it is and she definitely doesn't look like an instagram girl which we need to talk about gabby butler when we get there we're going to talk about that. I would say online, she actually does look a little bit like an Instagram girl. Does she? In pictures. Yeah. I think you'd be surprised. Hmm. I'd be very surprised about that, about Morgan. But so as I was watching the show, I was like, Morgan's going to die. Like Wait, they just Morgan keep... is now 22 years old, by the way. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. She's old enough to know a little better than she does. <laughs> now I'm like, should she stay in Navarro every year? I thought she was like 20. You know what I mean? Like, that two yeah. years kind of makes a difference. It does. It, it does. Um, I just thought she was going to die because it just seemed like she was on the edge and that uh, she was just, they were just asking her to do more and more. And and I also didn't like the way Monica treated her in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. One, like the whispering as she's about to go up and do her thing, like, this is going to be bad. And I'm like, dude, do you need to say that? Like, you, like maybe you need to say that when it's just you and that serial killer Andy, the one with the little the haircut and the polos. Oh yeah. So uh, somebody cool. said that Monica only gets paid forty thousand dollars a year, what? which makes sense because it, who has the budget for more? And also, you have to figure it's probably only a part time job. Yeah, she's not teaching there. No, <laughs> yeah. she's probably working 20, you know, before competition, it could be more like 30 hours a week, but she's probably only working 20 hours a week a lot of times. Out of season, she probably works 10 hours a week. Yeah, and so that is assistant coach is probably like a part, part-time job, getting paid like 10. I bet he has a full-time job, Andy. I don't know, he's a bitch. I don't, I don't like Andy. And, I, and he feels like the type of guy that 
I'm assuming he's gay. I'm sorry. He, I just assumed he was gay. I could be wrong. I'm sorry about that. Well, but yeah. did anybody assume he was straight? I, I don't know. It turns out he's like knocking down chicks all the time. But, but he's the type of dude you would meet on like grinder and you get over to where he is and he's got the place covered in plastic and you're like oh this isn't gonna be good he just seems <laughs> he's crazy a real dexter if you will he seems crazy to me and he sees that haircut and then like the the how vicious he could be i was just like i, I don't like this but anyway monica the way she talked about morgan was like was a lot like she's not good <laughs> This is terrible. Look at her toes. Mm -hmm. Toes, toes, toes. Everyone's screaming at her all the time. But then, like, she needs it, and she's like, you could be on the pyramid, right? Yeah, you just need to learn it, like, in 10 minutes? Okay, bye. And it it felt like, it felt like she had, um, she was, I don't want to say using her, but you know what I mean. It just, yeah, for sure. I thought Morgan was, I mean, her backstory is obvious. Oh, people, I saw a lot of people being like, how could her brother work for her dad? And my response to that is like, do you guys know what it's like to be poor and to live in the country? No. And how the grandparents still uh, still uh, talk to the dad? Easy. Ryan Edwards' parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 first of all, the brother probably, like, his dad looks like he works in HVAC. Like, that's a good job. Sure is. Like, he, he, the brother's probably making $25 an hour working for the dad. Like, it doesn't matter what happened. Like, that's a job. That's a career. Like, yeah, he's going to work with the dad, and they're just not going to ever talk about anything. And the parents, like, I don't know, how did the Queen of England go to church with Prince Andrew the rapist today? Like, yeah. Or also, like, think about it this way. Also, what is her, remember what they say. We, we could have the same, no two siblings have the same parents. Mm-hmm. What does her brother think of the situation? He did say we don't talk, really talk about our feelings. But her brother was 17 when this happened. Yeah. And he could easily have been like, I'm not going over there. Yeah, just, just, you gotta keep this trailer. All right, we'll stay here. And he could easily have been like, when he talks about the situation, you'd be like, yeah, yeah it, it was, was fine. fine. It was cool. Was, my girlfriend came over every night. Yeah, I was about to graduate. My dad didn't make me go back and live with my he stepdad. He also like, mm, I mean, this isn't his fault because he was a child, but he also obviously thought it was fine enough for Morgan to just like leave her be in the trailer by herself. Yeah, yeah he thought it was fine. I also... I can imagine a conversation there they had because I grew up with so many brothers. I can imagine this conversation like going like this and boys are stupid. I can imagine him being like, yeah, so I'm turning 18 and like, I can, I'm, I'm graduating. Like, I really want to go. I know where mom is. I'm going to go stay over there and see what that's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you good. What, what are your plans? You good? Oh, <laughs> you should probably go to grandma's house. Yeah. yeah you know, like call grandma yeah. man um so yeah i'm gonna eat a peanut butter sandwich and like i can see like if he told you a story he'd be like well listen i needed to leave i was graduating high school i didn't want to stay in the town mm-hmm. and i wanted to go see my mom and i did tell her to go to grandma's house and she didn't yeah. go yeah so- <laughs> yeah i agree yeah i didn't th- i didn't really find it surprising at all that the me either that none the- of it that the son was working with the father and that the grandparents still talked to him and that they didn't really want to talk about it on the camera only- that they like the only thing that's surprising is that the dad allowed his face to be on camera because yeah. they knew they were going to tell this fucking story. Yeah. Well, that's they a- asked him about it. Straight and he's just hooking up HVAC. He's like, I well, made some bad choices. I made some bad choices. Kids you know, can take we, care of themselves. You, you know, know, in, life, know in life we look back and just sometimes the choices we made just, <laughs> they weren't the best. Yeah, that's what he, I was like, like <laughs> dude, you know, they're not, this is not going to be in your favor, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess he didn't. 
Uh, morgues. Little Wait, they got, their, they got her mom's permission too because they had a picture of her mom on the screen. Oh, yeah, they did. So they, they had to get her mom's out. permission. Yeah, they must have gotten a release on that photo. I found it very interesting the pictures they were putting on here. It's but like uh, Ladarius's family, all four of his brothers. Yeah. Their pictures were on that screen. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I wonder if more of them were interviewed and just didn't, you know, sure. just didn't make the cut. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Gabby Butler. Okay, so when I started watching this, I texted you this. I said, what is Gabby Butler's plan with this look of hers? Why is she dyeing her hair super black and tanning to all yeah, hell? That, she that. looks like Christina Aguilera during her stripped phase when she did that Can't Hold Me Down video exactly. where she looked greasy and sad. Exactly. I okay. don't... What? So I do want to say that if you watch Cheerleaders and you okay. watch season one of Cheerleaders, Gabby Butler, she is so cute and bubbly and little and the best cheerleader ever. And that like, it's a lot easier in my opinion to kind of understand her popularity. If you, first of all, cheerleading uh-huh. is such a tiny little world, you know, like teeny tiny little world. Um, she happened to be the best cheerleader right when social media became a thing. Uh, and it was like, she was cute and bubbly and did these videos on how to be flexible and okay. was just like very personable, very lovable and incredibly how old talented. Is she when she's on that I show 14 or 15. Videos. Okay. Okay. And she had already been like known for like three years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say maybe a controversial controversial take is that I why I think her parents are garbage, I think they were edited to look significantly worse. And here's why. Because I've been following Gabby for a while. In season one of Cheerleaders, Gabby and her mom moved to California where they rent a home where Gabby, her mom, and a couple other kids from the team live in while her dad and her sister and her brother are still living in their house in Boca. There was no way Gabby was making enough money at that time to support this. Uh, it was just like pre-big social media deals. Like maybe she was getting paid a little bit here and there to like model. But I, I find it hard to believe that this was all done on Gabby's income. I think it's probably Gabby has since come out and be like, my dad has his own successful businesses. I think that's probably true. I think her parents do have their own money. Oh, Yeah. I don't, like, I believe Gabby makes money, but when you see that house in Boca where they have a pig and 18 dogs, that's not, Gabby doesn't support that. Yeah, I think a lot of people got the impression that this was, like, full Macaulay Culkin situation. No. And I think they edited that that way. Don't you think so? Like, yeah, yeah I think they did we were supposed way. to believe that her dad's only job was Gabby. And no, I don't personally think like, that's true. He's a sleazy business guy. He's like a Florida businessman. Yeah, with his hands and every... I, I can't believe they're not Jewish, but like, he's like... I don't know if you saw Uncut Gems, but he's like Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems. Like, he just has his... You know what I mean? He maybe gambles. He like... Yeah. He like he has investments. 10% of a, Backstreet Boys. He's a slum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's Clive like Davis. No, he's... Well, or not Clive Davis, the other one. Clive yeah. Davis is the Whitney Houston guy. Um, yeah. Shit like that. No, he but he's like a slum lord somewhere. You know what I mean? He owns a laundry mat. Like he's in I some real he, estate. Exactly. I think he's that type of guy. That's what I, I got from it. I like the stuff I was reading online. I think a lot of people have the impression that like her parents like a hundred percent live off of her, and I don't believe that to be true. I think, 
And they can't have been living off her, like just what you said, they can't have been living off her as long, that long, if she was, because... At one point, much, Gabby, before cheerleaders, was cheering on a team that was six hours away from her house. I believe they were in Boca and she was cheering on a team in Tampa. And they would just drive back and forth to practice. Like, you have to have money to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't, I can't believe people thought that. That's like the overarching, I think people I do think they're too involved. Yeah. But. Oh, and they're awful. They're like helicopter parents. When they're like, we're sticky parents. I was like, I, that's something I need to write down and never fucking say. When her dad is like, yeah, because your bras get tangled, the straps get tangled up. And then, then, then they want to ask her a question about what she wants to do. And she's in the shower and he's like leaning into the shower. Yeah. And I was like, you can't wait till she gets out of the shower. My dad would never lean in, but they're, but I can understand that they're close because of the things they have to do as her parents mm-hmm. to be, I don't know. And her sister hates her. I'm sorry. Yeah, her well, sister hates her. Imagine how annoying it is for your little sister to be like just famous enough that it's like your parents whole life, but not actually famous enough for you to like really benefit from it. Right. You can't get anywhere on it. Yeah, I'm Gabby nobody Butler's gives sister. a fuck about Gabby Butler outside of the 500,000 people who intensely care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her sister fucking hates her um they start that it's called bikini block i don't remember what it was called but yeah they start that bikini line yeah i just i do think her parents probably got the worst out of the show but i also like don't get me wrong like i think they're not good people and they think they push her into way too much shit and she's still cheerleading like she's on it she was in indianapolis this weekend cheerleading gracie gracie sims and Gabby Butler were at the same competition this weekend. Oh my god! For a minute, I forgot that Gracie is an Allie, and I was like, Allie was on the top again. Oh god! Remember? Do you remember when she put she her in that disability yeah. cheerleading, and she didn't have her glasses on, and she was just like tumbling all over and looked. <laughs> oh my god! And there were like so, other little girls in their wheelchair on stage. It's like put her in the wheelchair. So Gabby is how old now? Gabby is like 23, maybe. So is she still an all-star cheerleading or is she on? Yeah, she's in like the all-age, like the no-age team. So what's Gabby's life going to be like five years from now? Is she just an influencer? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't know how you parlay that into like. Well, you got to date someone from The Bachelor. There's another YouTube series that she was on called Cheer Full Out. Oh my God, I haven't watched that. Okay. God, you guys hear it. Get on wait. Twitter. Follow Liz. She'll be talking about it. Um, um, yeah, no, she so, becomes an influencer, I guess. I mean, poor girl has no education because she was, she's was she been homeschooled forever. Quote, like, unquote, homeschooled. Bad school. Yeah, bad home. <laughs> like Duggar homeschooling. Yeah, like just like, here's a book. Yeah. Don't worry, mommy. I'll take your test for you next week. Yeah. Um, no, honey. Go prep. Mommy's got it. <laughs> I don't. So Gabby, there's a lot of things I didn't understand about Gabby. One, why were you doing a photo shoot in the dark? Oh, yeah. And the guy that she was doing it with, his name was Robert. And he was also on the cheerleader show. I was like, Robert! <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they get a lot of good shots? This is very high fashion. <laughs> <laughs> She looks really bored a lot of the time. She looks, well, first of all, she's like so dead-eyed. 
Yeah, like I, I said, part she's of done it her is stunt in her hair, and she makes claps. Her look more dead eyed. Yeah, when she does the stunt. She claps. She's like over it. They were doing a thing where they were showing her doing some um, tumbling like across the mat, and like I swear to God, before she even landed, she was like, "Ugh, whatever." I'm done. <laughs> she yeah. just kind of give us look back. Like, yeah, this is Tuesday. I do this. <laughs> I think it's. Gabby is at that point where she, there's literally nothing else for her to win. There's nothing else for her to gain, like, skill-wise. There's no goal for her left to achieve. But one, this is how she makes money, by being, like, a cheerleader influencer. And two, it's what she's been doing every day for her whole life. And she doesn't quite know how to stop it, because then what's she going to do? But I, she doesn't seem passionate about it at all. No, not at all. It seems like something that she started doing as a little kid and then got known for and then like can't stop. Yeah, that's exactly like a, what it is. Like a boyfriend, like your first boyfriend that you met. You know what she's like? She's like fucking Rory and Dean on fucking Gilmore Girls. Like, okay, so we're in this and now we're going to have to keep doing it. And so that's what she seems like. Cheerleading's Dean, she's Rory and she's like, I guess. Yeah. And her parents clearly are not just going to be like, okay, you can stop now, honey. Yeah. And it seems like, like, it's okay. So they don't seem like they want to be bad parents. Okay. Like if you ask them, they're not Macaulay Culkin's parents because they're constantly asking Gabby what she wants to do. Yeah. But she's like, uh, she's just looking at them. She's just like, when they're like, what are you doing next year? She's like, like at one point she's like i can't do this right now i'm in study hall and her mom's like well i'm at the movie so you can't call me and i'm like bitch she doesn't want to talk to you right now get off the phone oh my god her mom calls you know six times a fucking day yeah all the time she's in there doing her laundry talking to her about the makeup i bet gabby's really immature as a person oh extremely immature because how could she develop any sort of life skills and maturity with a parent with parents like that yeah. I mean, yeah. so if she's 22 now and we're seeing, she was like 20 to 21 when this was filmed, right? And she didn't know how to do the laundry. Oh, my eight-year-olds can do laundry, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember I learned how to do laundry because I was like complaining to my mom so much that she wasn't doing my laundry fast enough. So she's like, okay, well, you do your laundry now. Yeah. And that's when I learned. And now she continued doing my brother's laundry for much longer than she did mine. But I guess because he didn't bitch about it. Yeah, he probably was like, whatever. My dad used to always, like, he'd call home and he'd be like, hey, you know, I got whites in there. And we, i take the cordless phone down and we talk about it. Because <laughs> I got to stay home. I mean, I didn't get to, but I had to stay home when I was little, when I was much younger. I was like, I, I was a latchkey kid from the time I was in the first grade. Mm-hmm. And... So, like, he would just, I'd take the cordless phone down there, that big-ass cordless phone, and we'd talk about it. He'd be like, you make sure, don't put, don't put the uh, liquid detergent on the clothes. You want to put a little bit of water in and then the liquid detergent so that it mixes. And, like, I, like, <laughs> this is things I learned from a young age, so I can't imagine going to college. I guess Gabby's whole life has been cheerleading. Like, that's yes. what she's known for. And when you look at those pictures when she was a kid, she looks very different. Well, she's, like, happy and cute and bubbly. She's happy and cute and bubbly. She's not doing this Elvira shit. Her well, mom being like, can you make sure all the black stuff? It? Like, I can't imagine at 21 years old, my mom being in the fucking hair salon with me. Me either. To talk about my imagine. look. I can't imagine, like, my mom moving me in someplace and not just, like, she could, like, drop. My mom might, like, move some boxes, but then she'd be like, all right, you got it? All right, later. I can't my imagine. It would be like, she'll come see the place when I moved in. Not <laughs> out of, like, not love. It's just, like, 
I just am not that type of kid and she's not that type of mom. And it's like, yeah, in my opinion, like it works much better for me that way. Yeah. And when, so they haven't done the video, she hasn't done the video for the bikini block Mm -hmm. and her sister's like, like eating chips and trying to convince her and Gabby is I would be annoyed with her sister too, because did you hear her sister go, this is supposed to be for both of us. Like I have a feeling her, they were like, let's watch a bikini line. And Gabby's like, yes. And then they launch it and her sister's like, can you just post a fucking Instagram picture? Yeah, like, I know. I'm not asking you to do anything, but post a goddamn Instagram and I picture. Bet, I bet when it started, she was, they were like, Gabby, they, they probably did because they do seem to ask her a lot. They probably were like, do you really want to be involved in this? Because you don't have to be, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And she was like, no, I do. I do. Yeah. And then you can't give her the post picture. Then dad's yelling, well, listen, you got to write the caption and send it to her, blah, 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 which is what most influence yes, they, write, they pretty correct. much write your caption like you make some changes maybe a little bit to it but i mean they you see it all the time when these idiots copy paste yeah. the instructions into their their captions by accident right and then and then the dad's like and if she won't do it call me and i'll call, i'm like yo this is a lot <laughs> this, yeah. all this yeah, this is a lot well i think the issue is is that they ask gabby but they're not really asking her she think, knows it's not an ask, it's a tell, it's a, you have to. And I, yeah, and I think that, like, if, you know, they say, like, well, what's your plan for next year? Like, what do you want to do? And, like, her plan, like, she could say, like, well, actually, my plan is to move to LA because I'm going to, like, start acting. And they'd be like, no, that wasn't one of your options. Like, they're not actually genuinely looking for her to give them, like, her hopes and dreams. they just like, okay, out of these two things, like, which one are you doing? Right, right. So it's not really a choice. It's like how when you like ask a five-year-old, like, do you want this or this for dinner? You're not saying you can have anything for dinner. You can have one of these two options. And, but Gabby's 22 and they're doing that with her. She should move to LA and sleep with Jax. Sure. Yeah. And get on Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, absolutely, princess. Like she should do, like, once this cheerleading she's gonna stuff have to perk up. up a little bit if she wants to be on reality tv though that's true she is gonna perk up because i she was asleep through this whole she fucking was thing very depressed through this whole thing but i bet but she also was saying her body hurts yeah she's fucking tired and she had to go to fucking school and she had to go to fucking school which is not which is new she's <laughs> no. like is this an exam is this a test what is she's this like, what is this bullshit although, my mom although test. you know it's interesting is that because it's on an NCAA sport, I bet there's no uh, grade point average requirements. I bet there aren't either, even though they're like, you have to run if you don't go to class or whatever. I bet you there really aren't. And I bet you if somebody like Gabby Butler had a C yeah, what or are they D gonna average, do? they need her. Like I she's mean, crying out dur- to other teams to do that. What, what is that? You heard during the, you know, it's funny. I actually, that was, she flew out for a cheerleaders episode, which I watched like a year ago. And all the comments were like, Gabby's on Navarro now. And I was like, I don't know what that is. But I was like, oh, Gabby's back. <laughs> like, and watched that episode. So it was funny to see that like in like the on other the side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she, yeah. Like, and even when they're like talking about the mat and they go, well, obviously Gabby. Yeah. Like, because what are they going to do? Not put the number one cheer like person on the mat? Like, No. Yeah. And she was crying. I mean, she was also, yeah. she, she has a perfectionist thing. She doesn't yeah. want to be the one and not getting it. Even though she is someone that you will fly out for two days and learn your routine. She, she's got, she probably feels a lot of that. Yeah. And I just feel like 
she's still better than the rest of the girls. Like, like she's certainly better than Morgan. She's certainly better mm-hmm. than Allie. I don't know if she's better than Sherb's because Sherb seems so happy all the time. Well, <laughs> she said, I just close my eyes and say, girl. I just close my eyes and go, catch me. And then she falls the next, Ugh. the next episode. I was like, oof. She probably yeah. said that weeks prior. And they <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, Gabby, I think is definitely a, she like is sad to watch. And Absolutely. she, she also is like, I want to sit her down and be like, okay, honey, it's time to grow up. She's like a dancing bear. Yeah, very much. And also like in a kind of like this example of how like damaging being like a social media influencer can be. Yeah. Because I think she's very stuck in that like she she's 22. She should be graduating from college, getting her first like real adult apartment, getting a job, like doing a more you know what I mean? Like at mm-hmm. there are a lot most 22-year-olds, like, have all of these options, but she already has, like, a career, but it's not actually a sustainable career, but it's making her money, so how do you stop doing that? Like, what are you going to do? Turn down, like, this easy, fast cash so you can go fucking work in an office for $15 an hour? Like, no. Nobody's going to do that, but she's clearly very unhappy in what she's doing. It's almost like, okay, it's almost like strippers or drug dealers, why it's like so fucking hard to then go get a regular job from what I call fast cash money. Yeah. Where you're getting money for doing, I mean, I'm going to take the mental stuff out of this. You're getting a shit ton of money for doing what is relative to the amount of work you're doing very little and making more money than you ever could in a traditional career path, but it's making you fucking miserable. And it's like, well, I'm not, if I stop stripping and what am I going to do? Go work in an office. I make a thousand dollars a night here. I won't even make a thousand dollars like in a week. Yeah. So how can yeah. I, how am I not going to do this? And that's and it's a the lot same, of hustlers. It's the same. Yeah. It's like you, this fast cash mentality that's like impossible to lose. And I think she, I think influencers are in that because what's yeah. she going to do? Go work in a job? No. But she seems miserable doing what she's doing. That's true. And she's I, only 22. She's only 22. And she's already got all this stuff on yeah. her. And like, what's a 30-year-old cheerleader? No, if there's not. You're not. <laughs> so, I, I mean, know. she could theoretically like keep doing the clinics. You could theoretically become a coach. But... She's probably going to become a coach. Probably, but, like, also, she's still so young. You know what I mean? Like, she's so young. But coaching is very different from doing. Very different. And also, like, not everybody wants to be a coach. Yeah. How much money do you think she makes? Because her mom was like, she makes more than 40-hour work who have MBAs. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people make more than that. You can get, I mean, we have I masters. I honestly don't know. have a know. master's in social work and make nothing. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know. I Maybe $70,000 a year. Okay. So that's less because I'm less than what I was thinking. I was like, she, her mother is talking like she makes hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, a year. maybe she does. It's hard. Like, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around this, but she doesn't have a YouTube channel. So she's not making money like that. I w- like I feel like where are her YouTube making- videos at? Uh, like, well, I think she did, but I mean, like, she's not like a vlogger type. Thing. Okay, like, she's not like doing YouTube now, as far as I know. 
she could be. I actually have not checked into that to see if that's the case, but I don't believe that she is. So I just mean like, she's not like a big YouTube girl. You know what I mean? Like making tons of AdSense and getting views, yeah. a million views, a video type of thing. So I genuinely don't know. She could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's hard because like, nobody knows how much these influencers make. Right. It's very secretive, all of it. Even the stuff, like, even the people that you're like, they must be making a lot of money. I would think they were getting more things free than making money. So that's different though. You can't pay your rent with these free bags. Correct. Um, And then I looked at her apartment that they moved her into. It was shitty, but I was like, is that a dorm apartment or is it shitty because it's in Corsicana? I think that that was... um, like a college dorm apartment possibly okay. or shitty cause it's in Corsicana and by campus. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was like her mom asked Monica, like, well, where do a lot of the older cheerleaders live that aren't going to live in dorms? And she's like, Oh, well, a lot of them live in this building. Like okay. when I moved into my first college apartment, the, I think it was called the, no, it wasn't, but there was like the village, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that like, wasn't, in a like a college apartment complex but like almost all the people there were students yeah yeah yeah. okay i'm guessing it's like that all right okay poor gabby i i do want like i would like i'm not gonna follow her on instagram sorry i can't live my life like that but i would love to hear updates from you on what the fuck she's gonna be doing (laughs) yeah i mean i think that she's just gonna keep on influencing for a while because like i said i don't see her transitioning out of that to just some regular regular oh, life i know what'll happen because people do this sometimes when they're trying to get away from their lives i bet she'll have a kid like yeah. in like in like two Maybe. years yeah that's a good and prediction it's a really good thing to be like well i have to stop i'm having a kid mom <laughs> like, you yeah. know what i mean and yeah, her mom yeah, being like, sure. what do you mean like why are you pregnant? And she's just like, it just happened. But it didn't just happen. You kind of wanted it to happen so you could be like, you know, get away from this life because now you're going to move into this direction. Yeah. You know what? I, that's like an easy out. Something pop stars do sometimes? Yeah, for, absolutely. I think you're absolutely on track there. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about last, Lexi's the last one, right? Yeah. I think that's Lexi's everybody the last of one. like the main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Lexi. Girl. Who is apparently back on Navarro, which doesn't really surprise me that much. Yeah, because the rules are arbitrary. They're made by Monica. Yeah, and Monica's like, well, we have to have the rules. And I'm like, yeah, but if you kick her off for six months, like, why can't you say that she's allowed back on? So Lexi and her vape. Oh, is that that weed in her vape? No, no, no. That's definitely tobacco. They were like really popular when vapes first Remember when vapes first got popular and there were vape shops everywhere suddenly? There are still vape shops everywhere. I know because my husband likes to go to them. If I can't find him, he's at the vape shop. So does your <sighs> husband have a vape like that? One of those yeah. big box vapes? But it's just he tobacco, does. right? Um, well, his doesn't even have tobacco in it anymore. Oh, he just loves that big cloud. He, you know what it is um, for smoking for him? So when he was younger, he smoked cigarettes first. Then mm-hmm. he got very heavy into weed and cigarettes were just like a, a thing to help sure. keep his high a little longer. And then he stopped smoking weed. And so he started leaning in on cigarettes. Yes. And so it was incredibly hard for him to stop smoking because he, the ritual of smoking, it's yeah, not the nicotine. For sure. And 
So he started vaping because he was like, I'm going to step down the nicotine, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, okay, so now that you're no nicotine, you can stop vaping because I'm embarrassed to be with you sometimes. And he was, <laughs> I was like, I really don't want to do this. those big ass clouds. Yeah. And he, he has many different vapes. Some don't blow any clouds at all, which is the ones I'm like, if we're going to get in the car, that's the one you need to have because I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he was like, princess, please don't take this from me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, there is something about this ritual of doing it that I need. And it's not, it doesn't have nicotine in it. Um, so please don't take this from me. And it was just really hard. And I, and like, I don't understand it. I never smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. because I was like a cheap little kid. So like, even though people were like, me. yeah, doesn't, doesn't surprise me either. I was such an asshole. And they would be like, you want a cigarette? I was like, well, if I have one of these, how much does a pack cost? And they tell me, like, oh, no, girl. Mm-mm. I got I to gotta get my apple pies from Hardee's or something. I don't have time for that. And so, like, it's going to cut into my Wendy's fun. So, so like, I, I, I don't get to smoking. I don't get it at all. Um, and so, like, when she's just vaping and stuff, I recognize that from sometimes when my husband is, like, anxious. And mm-hmm. he's like, and I'm like, oh, my God, please stop so Lexi definitely was like the one we were rooting for. Well, all of them we were rooting for, but I will say I found her, I, <laughs> I find a person like Lexi to be kind of annoying. Um, a bad attitude for bad attitude's sake, like bothers me. Yeah. I mean, she is definitely somebody who doesn't, it took me a, like, I rewatched this again today, by the way. And I cried again at Jerry's parts, even though I'd already seen them. Mm-hmm. again <laughs> but I rewatched it today and I didn't really the first time I saw it I didn't understand that she had been a cheerleader when she was young and her mom had been a cheerleader and she's a great tumbler mm-hmm. and that's how she ended up on this team because she had dropped out of school for two years yeah which is crazy like but that it, you can drop out of school for two years and still be on the team but like you know she got her GD Mm-hmm. and you know that Monica is not like Monica if you ask Monica about it she'd be like well I'm looking for potential and I think everyone deserves a chance but the fact is Lexi's an excellent tumbler and if she wasn't you wouldn't be trying to get someone who hadn't been to school in two years to get her GED so you could sign her mm-hmm. yeah so what are you talking about so like the thing with Lexi is that she's different from the other girls she grew up poor like Lexi is very much a case of, like, I'm not the other girl's syndrome, which yeah. can be, like, grind- grading. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like when she's like, I don't care about the alumni. Like, for me, it's kind of like, I get why you don't care, but at the same time, like, the po- like that's just what being on this team is. Like, you just do right. that. So, like, just play along. Like, no, I think she thinks she's special because she doesn't care, but I bet you none of them care. Yes nobody's like i just really want to know the names of the last person that did the last pass in the year 2000 no they'll want to know that yeah they just know that like this is part of the deal and i think lexi needs to be like different from the rest but i also understand why she feels that way so she's always been an outsider yeah so i think i think what makes her so endearing is that at least for me i'm like like i saw someone online be like well, like the girl that was like that had been really involved with cheer was like, well, honestly, Lexi's attitude would have annoyed her bad attitude would have annoyed me. And someone's like, I didn't think she had a bad attitude. I'm like, what do you? Of course, she had a bad attitude. 
Like the point is that she had a bad attitude, but we understand why she had a bad attitude right? because of how her life was and because of how she was treated, because this is like her coping mechanism to say that, like, she didn't have a bad attitude. is just detached from reality, you know, like, (laughs) like that's just not a realistic statement, but the beauty of the show and why we love the show is that we understand why she had a bad attitude. We understand like this was her hardening up. And she's also the only one who was ever in that room with Ladarius and Jerry and the other yeah, guy. Yeah, I did notice that. Like, fucking Allie wasn't over there. Well, no. I wouldn't go either because Allie, because Ladarius well, called me she was one of the boys, remember. <laughs> she's one of the boys. But As I, Monica would say, she's a boy. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> in terms of the, the, the tumbling. But, like, I can see her, like, trying to fit in not with those girls on that team. And yeah. being like, well, who can I fit in with? Oh, Ladarius and Jerry, let's go over their, their door. I wish we had been able to see a little more her like bonding with the girls and the team because by the end she did seem very bonded with them. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was great. And I think it would have been nice to see them emphasize a little much like how much bonding with the team can really change things. But I also kind of bet like if we went back and looked at Lexi's past and cheer and tumbling, like, that would have been the case for most of her teams. She just, like, is that type that's, like, mm, I've never gotten along with them. Right. And keep in mind that cheerleading is a very expensive sport. Yes. And the type of girls that are attracted to that. And also, Lexi says that her family. Texas, I can imagine. Pageant-y girls. Like, yeah. all kinds of stuff. It's another reason my kids aren't going to be able to do cheer, even though, like, they're thinking about it. And I'm like, like where we do it would be at the YMCA and even that's 50 bucks a month guys. Yeah. Like that's cheap. Like (laughs) on the cheap end. And then also I have to be around all these fucking chair moms and do I think I'm going to get along with them? And I can imagine that even though her mom was a cheerleader and Lexi um, had an affinity for it, I bet you their family did not fit in with these Texas chair moms and cheer families. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. And Oh, Lexi, like the nude picture thing when she said to Gabby, she's like, someone's tweeting stuff about me. And she's like, mean stuff? And she's like, worse. And Gabby's she like, said my private information. Oh, right, right. And Gabby goes, like your phone number? <laughs> and she goes, no worse. And Gabby goes, oh. Because she knows exactly what that means. She's like, okay, okay, I'm gonna stop asking questions. You know, and I did think the the best of Monica was watching her meet up with like having Lexi go to the police like when they do that pull away shot of Lexi like sitting down crying and Monica's like what's wrong and she just like let's go and they pull away and we don't need to hear a conversation and Monica goes from standing over her like kind of being like what are you doing to like down on the knee like let's really talk great shot it's one of the most beautiful shots in the series because at first she's not gonna tell her anything because she says I might need your advice later because the here the thing is they're probably shooting that but the the talking head, she's telling what happened, they probably shot that way later. In fact, they did because Lexi's off the team. If you go to the first episode, Lexi is talking about Navarro in the past tense. Oh, but okay. It's obviously filmed later. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I didn't because catch- then, yeah, 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 yeah. It is, yeah. So, so producers may not have known what they were talking about. It may have been like, this is a, another case where they're like this is a private conversation so they're backing up from that shot yeah they're just taking picture of it and they're later able to splice in the talking head where she's like telling what happened but yeah that was an excellent shot and 
you don't you kind of expect someone with, with Monica's uh, temperament to kind of be like what? But that's yeah, not what I didn't happened. think I didn't think Monica would be that um forgiving of it. She's looking at her like just listening and she's nodding and she's like you could see she's asking questions and yeah. like I don't know in a way you know what it reminded me of. Did you watch that movie all the to all the boys I've loved before? No. Okay, it's a great movie. And at one point, well, I some, think I watched like twenty minutes of it, and then was like, I can't really. It was really this. good. You need to believe in love. <laughs> <laughs> but at one point, a video gets out of her making out with a boy in a hot tub and the shirts off, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's on Instagram, and she finally tells her older sister who she's been hiding things from, and her sister's just like, "Okay, oh yeah, her older sister who is Mona and Pretty Little Liars, which I he, couldn't take. I was like, she's gonna she's kill like you. Forty-two years old in real life, and she was playing like an eighteen-year-old on the show." I was like, wait, how old is Mona supposed to be? Yeah, Mona. <laughs> yeah, that's her name. And so, but like, she very much like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And she handles it for her. Mm-hmm. And there's not a like, you're so stupid. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like a, okay, all right. I got I thought, this. Yeah. I, I thought it was a shiny moment for Monica. And I think that if she hadn't handled that so well, it would have really soured our perception of her. And she tells her, it's like, it's not your fault. Yeah. And She's right. It's not her fault. I think that, like, the first thing a lot of people want to be like, why would she take some pictures like that? What do you mean, why would she take some pictures like that? Why yeah. does anybody? So um, they could show someone their naked body. What's wrong with you? The cop was very weird. Well, he wanted to fuck Monica. Yeah. They dated. I bet you they dated in high school. Yeah, maybe. Town. Yeah, yeah. And, like, when or they she's showed him an affair watching, with him. When they showed him watching the competition, I was like, mm. why are you watching that competition? And the way he said, I, I've seen you before. I was like, where did you see her before? He was talking to Lexi, but I was like, where yeah. did you see her before? The way you said it was like you saw her through her window at her house. Yeah. What are you talking was, about? Yeah, agreed. That cop was very weird, but I thought that was one of the best moments in the series. Yeah. And just watching Monica like totally be understanding and helpful and want to help her. And Lexi... Like, I actually, what I thought one of the saddest moments of the series was the grandma being like, and we drove all the way home, like, talking about everything that we were going to do for her to be on the team next year, and she didn't say a fucking word. Because she already knew, and, like... Yeah. Because she knew, and she didn't want to disappoint them. And she she's in Houston, so what is that? It's, I think it's, like, three, four hours away from Dallas. Maybe, um, you know, I'm not good at directions and stuff like that. But, like, that's a... That's a and they were outside of, of course, Canada is outside of Dallas. And I'm just imagining that long, her grandma and her mom coming down there to mm-hmm. see. They came down for the show out, like, mm-hmm. too. And, like, and they're so proud of you. They never thought you were going to go to school. Like, she ran away from home and they didn't even know where she was living when she was, like, No, that's 15. so scary. That's I so I questions scary. about her mom. I feel like um, we glossed over a lot of her mom. They glossed over when she says, I wasn't there for my kids. So I'm like, okay, were you on drugs? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? I think you were saying depression, but I don't, I don't know. Or is that could mean drinking. Because yeah. people don't think of drinking as a drug. Yeah. There was a big, but I can just imagine them like driving back that four hours and being like, we can't wait for next year. And Lexi just in the backseat, like not saying a word about and the fact like, that you got see, off. What did Monica say when you left? Oh yeah. yeah? Okay. Well, well, you know, we're going to go get this car. And she's mm-hmm. just back there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So another thing that I thought was interesting was when we find out she got pulled over, obviously there was like, I would guess weed was probably in the car. And I Why would they just say weed? I don't know. I wonder one if they get drug tested on this team first. They of all. do. 
Did they say they did? They, they said they did, and then they flashed to fucking Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's a euphoria extra. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> um, also, I thought it was interesting. Oh, what it made me think was like, wow, I don't know why this is like one of the first times I was really thinking about it was like, these kids really have whole lives there that we weren't seeing. <laughs> Like, absolutely i was like i wonder who her other friends are i don't know it was like very easy to get lost in the world as a cheer team and think that they're together 24 7 it's like oh yeah they're like college students like they go to yeah. parties and like yeah they're friends. at parties they're sleeping with people i i was conscious of that the whole time i was like okay well when you're a college athlete even you know they, they kind of own you you can't get a job because you need to be available for practices and shit and that hell week bullshit where they're doing three practices a day and like if they want to have practice in the morning you got to go in the morning if they want like that's just how it is and so it's it is easy to get caught up in the cheer stuff because it is kind of their life but they can't be there 24 hours a day they go mm-hmm. home they yeah. go to class there are other kids in their dorm rooms like there are boys there and girls there yeah, yeah for sure and for some reason, I was thinking about, like, who Ladarius was sleeping with. But for the rest of the team, I just was not thinking about them having friends. <laughs> I don't know why. I was thinking about Jerry a lot. I was like, Jerry, who are you kissing? Who are you, <laughs> who are you holding hands with, bruh? <laughs> I don't know. Can't you imagine Jerry just, like, has never kissed a person in his life? I can imagine Jerry being a virgin. Jerry seems like, Jerry gives me the vibes that all his friends are white girls. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And he's a wingman and he does hair and you yeah. know, that's what he seems. I wonder if Ladarius and TT and Steven were some of his first like black guy friends. I bet you they are. I bet you they Which are. Which is great and important. And super important. And I bet you that they end up, I bet you that first they weren't rooming together and then they decided to. They were like, yeah, yeah we got to be together. Yeah. But so Lexi says staying busy keeps her mind all the stuff i bet lexi has a lot of depression stuff yeah and a lot of trauma a lot of issues right and so by being at, at um practice and focusing on this and just being too busy to get like i can imagine but i don't think it was weed in the car because i feel like if it was weed they wouldn't have been an illegal substance they would have been like yeah weed yeah even in small town texas well it's small town texas but the, but Lexi's not small town Texas. Yeah, but I also wonder if they were trying to um, keep it vague for Lexi's sake. Mm. I don't know. I think, no, I, I mean, it could have been MDM. You know what I mean? It could have been Molly. It could have been Coke. Like, And they're saying, they're implying that it's not hers, that she doesn't want to tell anybody. But I'm yeah. like, you guys are implying that, but... I it's think probably hers. We all know she does drugs. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you guys acting like Lexi's yeah. never... Now, Le- Lexi doesn't know what coke smells like. What are you saying that? Like, I love knows. the end with Lexi at a rave. I love that. We were supposed to be so upset and depressed about that. Like, oh no, she goes back to the rave. But I was like, no, I think Lexi was raving the whole time she was at Navarro. <laughs> Lexi loves to shake that hair. Yeah. And bang it around. And I was like, she's having a good time. And I think her family is disappointed in her. Because they think, like... They're happy to see her want to be into something, mm-hmm. but I don't think they realize there's no end to this. Like, there's no, like... Yeah, getting... I also don't think, like, I'm glad she's back at Navarro, but I really don't think college was for Lexi. 
I don't think it's ever going to be Felicity. point in her life. I think she's going to have, so what'd you say? They could do three years on the mat. Yeah. She, and it, I guess she was on the mat both years. She's an excellent tumbler. They need her. So well, I think that was her first year at oh, Navarre. Okay. Wasn't that her first year there? It might've been. Cause she didn't mention why she was, whether she was on the mat last year. I just assumed she would be. So if she didn't mention it. And she's probably her first year. Yeah. Um, so then she's got two more years there. And I just don't know what she does after that. Is she going to be like that um, Filipino guy? Guys, I'm just oh. like making up people's nationalities. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was Filipino. I think you're right. His name that. sounded Spanish. An Asian I, person with a Spanish name is often Filipino. Oh, Lexi has a boyfriend with a really bad neck tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Because I was like, where'd she go? And they were like, she's back in Navarro and she's dating this dude. And I was like, am I supposed to know who that dude is? Who is he? Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, I think so, that, that guy that tried to kill himself, but he said he was too fat and the rope broke. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That was tough. <laughs> that was tough. And it ended up being a funny story, but like, or if the rope, if you had a better rope, it would have been like the worst story in the world that you killed yourself because yeah. you didn't make Matt. Yeah absolutely but, but so like so when i'm thinking about that filipino guy and he's so he's not an assistant coach he is more like a team lead type thing mm-hmm. because yeah. he goes to school there yeah he's got 4.0 but he's been going there for a while 10 full years what? like no i'm kidding <laughs> but like at this point <laughs> And apparently he's also in theater. He's in the he's, theater. Yeah, I know. I was when like, they flashed that, I was like, huh? Are you going to give I was us like, like, what is this I'm looking at? And then he comes to the door. I'm like, oh my God, why yeah. did you put this on here? But he's supposed to go to LA and stuff. And then they're like, don't you want to come back? He's like, yeah, I'll come back. And I'm like, so I can imagine if anybody, Morgan and Lexi, I can imagine them like getting caught in this loop mm-hmm. and ending up as long-time uh, honorary assistant coaches or even assistants eventually because they're like this feels like home this is, feels like but I also think that Lexi they always say how fearless she is I think if Lexi's not tumbling she doesn't care about cheer like that yeah yeah I think when they say Lexi is fearless I mean Lexi doesn't care about consequences <laughs> that is true that is code for <laughs> I do not. What I listened to your episode this morning. You were talking about. Um, is it walking it through, or what is it when you think it through? When play you, the like, tape through. Play the tape through. I bet you, Lexi has never played the tape through in her entire life. No, no. <laughs> so when you think about like when they say like Lexi's fearless, like in tumbling, that means she'll do like any. She'll throw anything. She'll try it. But like in real life, that means she just says whatever the fuck she wants and doesn't care about what what the end result is. Yeah. So I do, I am curious about what was in the car. I am curious about who she was in the car with that supposedly she didn't want to rat on, but I'm like, or also maybe it was just hers and she's like a a person who's not going to like lie and say this was so-and-so's. Also like, even if, well, I guess she wouldn't, nobody would have found out because she didn't, wouldn't get arrested. Because I was going to say, I feel like even being in the car if people got arrested would be not good for Monica. 
And you, I noticed, did you notice the part where Monica follows all them social media and looks at what they like? And so I'm like, Monica, <laughs> mind your fucking business. Yeah. I want to be able to like thirst trap uh, pics on Instagram without you being like, <laughs> why are you liking that booty pink? Yeah. <laughs> so so I, it, it did feel like she was very controlling in that aspect. I can imagine Monica telling Lexi not to hang out with people that are not on the team because you want people that are on the same yeah. You. I can imagine Monica being going through town and seeing Lexi or one of her cheerleaders in a car with someone else and being like, yeah, I saw who you were with and uh, didn't like the looks of that. So you need to stop that. I can imagine that. Here's the so- thing. Monica's like Joe Paterno from Penn State football days before the Jerry Sandusky scandal. I don't know anything about Joe okay, Paterno. It used to be like anybody that lives in Pennsylvania knows this. Like basically it was like Joe Pano's everything like if one of his players gets arrested on a friday night at 3 a.m like joe knows about it at 5 a.m on saturday and joe's already suspended them from the team like joe knows everything that his players do and his players don't get in trouble like and this was in the age of like the university of miami hurricane team where they were just like fucking wild and like criminals like yeah crazy and but like not in joe paws penn state like he knew everything he knew what his players were doing at all times which is why when the Jerry Sandusky stuff came out and they're like, Joe Paterno didn't know. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> the legend of Joe Paterno is that he knows every fucking thing that happens on his campus. Now, did he um, know everything because he was just like an institution and people told him and they would in like, or was he just both? Omnis- both. Like both. the idea was that like he cared so much about his team and like the integrity of his team and how his players were, and, like, they all got – he had, like, a really high college degree rate. Like, he had a high GPA rate. Um, he huh. donated the library. Like, the idea was, like, he cared so much about the integrity of football as opposed to some of those other teams. And so then everybody kind of fell in line and, like, reported right to Joe, and Joe cared about what his teammates – or his team was doing. And Monica was, like, very much a Joe Paterno figure in that way. Mm. So you're saying – well, they did get arrested, didn't they? Wait, yeah, didn't they, they must arrested? have. I don't know if they said she was arrested, but like, obviously, she got in trouble because she wouldn't rat on the people. So, like, how would she not? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. she got arrested, and getting arrested made her get off the team. Is that I how? Think, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what we're supposed to believe. And then Monica at the end is like, you know, I don't just close the door on people, blah blah. blah. So Monica having her back is supposed to be like well, she needs this, and so I'm making an exception, and not that Lexi's an amazing tumbler, and I gotta beat this team next year, the one team in my division. So <laughs> gonna yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's why it's like, well, how did she get back on the team, and how strict is Monica with her strictness? Because she's obviously not that strict if Ladarius is allowed to call his teammate a fat bitch, and he can stay on the mat. Yeah, is he's he's obviously not that, and I also like so Ladarius. That was his last year at Navarro. Yeah, and I he's off so. yeah. coaching. I wonder, and they he, they still say that he he and Monica are very close, and he credits a lot to Monica. I wonder mm-hmm. if she was unhappy with the things he was saying in this documentary. Yeah, I wonder if she was like, I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know that was happening. I don't know. Ladarius just posted something in uniform yesterday and said, guess he's back and better than ever. But then it seems it's for the Ellen show. So I don't know if he's actually back. Okay. Maybe that's just like for Ellen. You know what I mean? 
I don't think any of these kids can ever leave. And also, I wonder if they're doing a season two. Okay, so my thing is, if they do a season two, I really, I know that people are going to want them to go back to Navarro, but I don't want them to. I want them to go to another. I want, I want them to go to one of the four-year schools. I want to go to one of the four-year schools. I even, like I said, I thought the other team would be very interesting to figure out that because Devante is not a Monica. Like he mm-hmm. said, I, you know, she's Bill Belichick. And, and then I looked up who that was and I was like, okay. And then, <laughs> but he's like doing recruiting and stuff. And I, I, it will be interesting to see what the difference is from his program to hers. He's younger. He's unproven. Um, he's a black man cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you get a lot of those. Yeah, you don't. I don't or think. Coach, excuse me, suit coach. Chili yeah, coach. I agree. I but I think it'd be interesting to go to a four-year school and like, like a Louisville or like yeah, like a Louisville, like one of the other. There's like five or six schools that have like big programs, um, and go to them and like actually like break down like what it means to be a cheerleader at a four-year school like how it's different and like what rules they have and stuff. I think that would be interesting. And then maybe a third season where we can go to one of these all age cheer teams. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can see, you can see that on cheerleader streaming on YouTube right now, but (laughs) not shot like this, not shot like this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we need a season of all-star cause I, I need them to break down why parents are spending thousands of dollars a year and hundreds and hundreds of hours of their time driving their kids six hours each way. To go I'd to love first, to see a, school a cheerleader that, that has like a family, like, like so they're in these all ages thing, and they're like married and have like a a two year old, but they really want to still do that. Like, I want to see Agreed. what sacrifices you're making to do that. Agreed. So, yeah. cheer producers get call us. We have <laughs> ideas. We have so many ideas. We could fix everything. We could fix all of reality TV, Netflix. Oh, oh. Put us on a development team. We know. Okay. We by the next. way, I watched seven episodes of The Circle on Netflix, and I stopped and I read spoilers. And I have ideas on how to make that show better. <laughs> I can't watch that show. It's not good. It's not good. It's so boring. I think people are excited because it's not something that we've seen before, mm-hmm. but. You have to present these things in a way that is not going to make me fall asleep. I have ways that I can fix season two. So Netflix, fucking call me. Okay. Call us. Call us, please. <sighs> Princess, thank you so much for doing this with me. Anytime. Anytime. I just, like, thank you for having me. I just, you know, I, I, I'm always happy to record with you. I really am. And it's been a while, so thank you. I know. I can't wait to come on your podcast, Bye Pumpkin, to talk about Breaking Bonaducci. I'm going to have you. It starts next week, guys. So I'm thrilled. And you better believe I have that shit on my computer. Yeah. (laughs) And um, you guys follow me at OkayThenPrincess on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not going to talk about Bye Pumpkin there. I'm just going to talk about my kids eating sushi and what I'm doing at Ikea today. So, But still, it's a good time, okay? All right, princess. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.